Hello, everyone. So our skeleton couldn't find his way out of the closet, so session's canceled. Today with me are Josh. What up, Rise and Grind gamers? Matt. How's all my tarnished out there doing? And Isaiah. Hey, yo, Matt, you a bitch. I was going to make an Elden Ring reference. You didn't even make a good one. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it wasn't obvious. We've all been playing Elden Ring. Hell yeah, bud. Let's date this video already. That's true. Recording. Yes, that will date the... Uh, well, uh, whatever. Uh, hey, like a bit away sometimes. All right. The internet's loose. We'll figure out the, the exact yeah. coordinates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your host. I'm here with the maidens, Bam. homies. Oh my god. <laughs> no maidens? And today's topic is... Blue. Specifically, not the instrument. But, no, you said uh, we were talking about the instrument, Sam. No, 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 I did not say that. You said that, and I just went along with the bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ! Already, um, right killing I, Let's go. I, wow, I we're, we're 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 real good at this. Uh, yes, now, sir. Loot, how you give it to your players, and how you explain how whatever. Let's say you were using a loot table and you somehow managed to get Vorpal Sword. How do you explain how the Goblin Chief got a Vorpal Sword? Like stuff like that. And if, if you wanna if you wanna get extra gamer points from me, you can explain your process of how Gamers. you pick magic items to give to your players. Rise and grind. I'm rolling a metaphorical die, uh, and I'm picking Isaiah to start us off. Fuck, alright. Specifically hey, because uh, we, we were talking about magic items to give your players the other day. This is true. We were. Oh, shit. But I, hold on. Hold on. Uh, we have yeah, a point yeah, of yeah. order. Uh, yeah. Do we? Have, yes, we do. Do we? Uh, in the land of the internet, you've been hearing it the entire time since episode one. But because we pre-recorded a bunch of things, we have the backing track we have. You credit that. Matt, you want to yeah. get over yeah, the song Slow Slip was made by my good buddy, uh, Kevin Dubois, also known as Kevin Dude Beast, because he is the beast on guitars. <laughs> I, thought guy was, I thought literally... it was Kevin Dub Beast. No, it's a Dude Beast. Dude Beast? Dude Beast. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Also, isn't it Slow Sip? Slow yes, sips. It's, yeah. it's slow oh, you, said, I, you said slips. Yeah. Oh, slips? Uh, he can't uh, do yeah. Percy yep. Glaxon. He can't I can't do uh, anything. Uh, yeah, my eyes are sore. Discord. Um, but yeah, um, any, any Hoosen. Kevin, Kevin I, is the man. He makes good music. Give him, give him a follow on Instagram at Kevin Du Beast. Yeah, we have his Instagram linked in the description and on YouTube. So can find it there if you want to find any of his stuff making sure to do the shout out now because we couldn't do it before because we didn't have the song yet we weren't just ignoring his existence just, i could have sworn we were doing it at the end uh and then you know i'm not looking at discord to see your messages yeah okay. it's okay oh yeah it's fine all right um, thanks kev <laughs> you're the real og anyways you. isaiah song's <laughs> a banger yeah. it is a banger take us away with your magical item Okay, uh, well, so all right, process. here's the thing. So this is kind of where shit gets tricky, because as you all know, the system I use doesn't use magic. So I got to get a little more creative. The system that I use, which again is Hellscapes, creators evade me, but they made hyperlanes, which is it's pretty cool. It has this thing called personalized items, and this is going to like lead back into how I just do magic and standard 5e, because they do run one shots in 5e. But the way that I usually do it is I like to 
first and foremost, play with tags. And you can sort of do that with the personalized items. They sort of say, like, if you don't really like how one thing jives, you as the game master can sort of give something, another items, I can't remember what they're called, attribute. When we're just talking about non-magic shit, I'll often give players like a... This is so... I'm so frazzled. I was not expecting to go first. Fuck. You're welcome. Surprise, but, motherfucker. I, you bastards. All right, so... Wasn't me. I know. Gotta keep you on your so toes. Like, uh, a good example is if I want to give someone a... Like, I, I kind of like special thing, right? I'll give them like a great sword, but instead of it doing 2d6, it'll do 3d4, which you have a higher chance of kind of rolling low, but you, you will on average get more middle-of-the-line results. If you combo that with something like great weapon fighting and you get the you can reroll ones it can lead to some really boss rolls which kind of leads into the personalized items because i will often either have like an idea for something that i want to give them in my head and for a quick understanding of how personalized items work it's a mundane item that has special mods on it that you can give so like one mod is like it has like a grappling hook another one is that it's like covered in spikes another one is that it has you know a car battery hooked up to it so it's got like a taser function shit like that and I'll just sort of think of how a, a sort of James Bond style problem, and then I'll try to think of solutions to that problem. And that kind of leads into how I think about it for 5e. I'm trying to figure out my train of thought now. <laughs> I mean, I think... Shut up. <laughs> I, I think tailoring is a good, just in general, like no matter what game system, tailoring, tailoring, English, magic tailoring items what? to players. And like, Wait, I think that's just mean? a good thing in general. Like, making making magic items for specific yeah. players. Oh, tailoring it to yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 making it for <laughs> you, players. You said, <laughs> you said tailoring, and I yeah, was like, you are custom we making fit, dresses? Yeah, yeah you custom fit the sword so the player so wear it. You know? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. English <laughs> language <laughs> failing, Josh here. Uh, it's I, failing. Yeah, it's, Me and Josh I, have been drinking the XP smoothie still after the last <laughs> couple episodes. <laughs> oh God, please. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's usually yeah. how I like to go about it. Because I, I when I do run standard five e one shots or like or mini campaigns, I usually don't like to just shell out a bunch of magic items. I usually leave those as rewards for like boss fights or particularly high investigation checks where the players have to like specifically use their investigation one second josh i see you raising your hand in tandem with like describing how they do something because i don't usually people just being like i roll perception or like can i roll perception it's always how do you do it what's the steps that you take and some people would argue i'm kind of putting them on the spot for that but like yes i am because i i mean I like to see my players be creative there's precedent there. That's a, a lot yeah, of old. Yeah, well, that's basically how old D and D functioned. Uh, sorry. No, you're good. Right, you're good. Right, you're messy. You're, you're being. You're being. <laughs> I was well I, well. I was gonna say, or I was gonna ask you because so with D and D and or not even just D and D with fantasy settings, right? It's basically a presumed assumption that you will generally find magic items in a dungeon or in the monsters horde or the wizard will reward it to you as a quest or right? We all kind of have an expectation with fantasy settings where the cool magical items are going to come from. So what I was going to say is with Hellscapes, how do you decide when to deliver the personalized items and our magic items? Because nobody watches Mad Max and expects Mad Max to go through a dungeon and then find a really cool shotgun at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like that's not a true. that's not a genre assumption that anyone true, has. True, true. So I, I do think about that, but so to use the same Mad Max example, right? Anybody who's anybody has something that means something to them, 
right? The average bandit might be too out of their fucking mind to like really, really like their axe. I mean, I guess if you want to use like Krieg from Borderlands, an example, he does very, very much uh, treasure that axe of his. But when you think of Max Rakostansky, a few things stick out, right? It's his car and it's the shotgun that never works. Or for Furiosa, it's it's that fucking SNK that she rocks in that movie and her robot arm. Which character is uh, Rakostansky? Max Rakostansky, the main character? Max? Oh, that's his last name? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yes. it's Rakostansky, sorry. Okay, yes, I mean, yeah, he does kind of have his signature shotgun, although it's not implied to be any different than a normal one, necessarily. No, it so. just it just jams a lot. Like, that's a right. thing in the movie. Yes. So yeah, any anyone who's anybody has one of these. And it could be as simple as like it means something to them. And the game sort of like allows for that to be a thing, right? One of the mods it has is personal history, which only affects that one person. But as long as that mod exists, it can be changed to a different person if they spend enough time with it. And then it then means something to them. So like if a player's, this is perfect. So one of my players, uh, she's from like a, a, a tribe of warriors roughly based on Native Americans because my setting takes place in the U.S. uh, in the post-apocalypse. And her father had this super intricate, detailed, engraved crossbow that has that a thing on it, the personal history mod. And technically speaking, it it would only mean something to the father character, who is now dead. But now that she has it and it comes with that mod, she won't have to install it herself. It just will transfer onto her with enough time. Mm, Okay. She also has like a, go on. You're going with, basically, if I'm understanding, your primary method is going with the idea that the personalized item is being taken from another person, usually? Yes, and something I did forget to mention is that Hellscapes very vaguely says that anything can become a personalized item if you care about it enough, right? Like, if you spend enough time with it, if you take time practicing with it, anything can become that good. So your starting pistol, you could eventually make a magic item. Yeah, and I, I've basically, I've written rules in that I've homebrewed myself because as far as I'm aware, Hellscapes is like in, it's like past beta, but it's like version 1.15 or something. It's really early on. So for my game, it's if you spend, if you tell me, because that's the big thing and players are always like, my weapon can't get modern, like, because you need to tell me about it. But if they tell me like, okay, during this downtime or during travel, I'm gonna like spend time with my weapon. I'm like, okay, and I'll, I'll make a clock for it as in like Powered by the Apocalypse the, uh, or- Blades. Yeah, the Blades clocks, I've, I've implemented those as well. So I'll put that up and it's like, okay, every eight hour interval that you spend with this thing, it will bump up one tick. And you can, whenever my players are in downtime, they get two actions a day for eight hour intervals. So it's like- Do you have them? roll a check for that or you just say time spent get point it just time spent get point because it's time it's they can't do anything else while they're doing it oh, okay so it's like oh well if you have three days of downtime you could like scavenge go like try to find a vendor or go kill shit for experience or you can personalize your weapon and then modify it and then the modding it's not like for free like it takes a certain amount of material it takes time and the initial application to the weapon requires a roll. And if you fail the roll, it's kind of weird the way they do it. It just says that you can't ever try to put it on the same weapon ever again, which is kind of stupid in my opinion, yeah, if you ask really me. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense fictionally. Yeah, so for me, it's I, I just prefer to say the mod breaks. Like, right, you're like, you don't have a silencer, you have a paint can and some, con- and some adapters, and you're just trying to like jury rig the thing together. 
So, you know, you try to put it in the gun, maybe the, the can punches a hole in or the adapter fails. You just have to make another one. It's another like two days of work and, and some metal and plastic. So have you... Sorry. No, I was just going to say, if the players find pre-made mods, so like if they scavenge an old abandoned gun store and they find a silencer, that doesn't require an application role because it's like a real, like it's a, it's a machine it's an object. actual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's manufactured. So have you ever done the thing where it's like, you know, okay, so we go in the dungeon and there's like a magic sword in the chest. Have you done the equivalent of that in Hellscapes at any point? Or have you just like subverted that trope and just been like, now nah, it, it just doesn't work that way? Yes, but not with like, so I've done it. I think I've done it two or three times where it's like you just find a cool thing. One of them is a it's probably as close to a magic item as I'm willing to go. It's a like collar, like a choker thing that they can put on with like an apparatus in the back. I remember that this, yeah, yeah. any of the mutant characters. And when I say mutant, there's there's three technical races. I don't know why I did quotes with three fingers. Uh, races. <laughs> quotes that no one can see. <laughs> yeah, quotes that no one can see with three fingers on other hand. Sure. <laughs> don't worry, uh, viewer, listener, whatever. I can't see their video either, so it's fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> in the same boat. <laughs> so the mutants in the game are like X-Men, basically. And they all like you get to pick like certain powers that you get that you can like swap out every level and they, they let you do certain things. Mutants are actually probably the coolest class to play, but they're like they're probably not the most interesting class. I'd say the most interesting is just the normal humans because you get like special at anyway. I, I was going to say, when when we did the one shot with me, I thought the tribe system was super dope and I actually liked it better than the Beastmen or the Mutants, which is very not. I almost always love playing like weird animal people or whatever. So the fact that I was more interested in the human tribe system in that game, I think, was it says a lot because mm -hmm. it, it was cool how you sort of you essentially took. I think it was three. You chose three different aspects and smooshed them together. And then like those are the rules of your tribe, essentially. And like that's the bonuses you get. Yeah. And if every player chooses to be from the same tribe as a tribal human, you get a fourth one, which I thought was pretty neat as well. Oh, that's a fun thing. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, basically this like apparatus, like collar thing boosts all of their mutant powers. So if you pick, for example, the pyrokinetic, and your whole thing is that you can shoot like firebolt it says or you shoot like the equivalent of a firebolt and when you hit level 10 you can do like, burning hands up to the max level that you can cast for or uh, use for a thing called gambits which are like spells and anyone ha moving on basically <laughs> i i like custom build special buffs to their abilities so the we have like a cryokinetic and a pyrokinetic and the pyro or character can't fly but the race the west the rest of her race can fly. So as opposed to her having like conventional wings as an avian creature, like the rest of her tribe, she gets like a jetpack basically. Like she gets like big wings of fire that she can fly with and she's immune to fire damage and any creatures within five feet of her once per turn take fire damage like Storm Heralds. For the cryokinetic, he gets the equivalent of like armor of Agathis, immune to cold damage and his ice attacks all do an extra die of damage. So I just I like, I'd like to like custom build these things for the players. Mm -hmm. So to summarize it, I guess you're basically you're doing a little bit of the D&D &D thing, but you're generally going with the idea that the personal items are either made or taken from somebody and not necessarily just like lying around, which is sort of the expected yeah. fantasy. Yeah. So you can find there are rules for finding them out in the world, but it says uh -huh. like specifically that's mm -hmm. kind of hard to do it. 
Yeah, like, well, like have, I said, yeah. it, it doesn't. That's not really a genre convention, right? Like, but, it doesn't. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I. I think we've talked about this before. It's like usually you'd have to go out on a quest or a mission to go and find the super special yeah. item. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, post-apocalypse is stuff is rare. The super high tough, uh, high tough, high tech stuff is super rare and like people can't use it and if even if you do have it you either and know how to use it you like probably won't be able to use it a bunch because resources are limited yeah the only exception i can the only exception i can think of that's kind of in the apocalypse genre that does the old schooly kind of loot thing is borderlands and I don't really like Borderlands, so well, I, yeah. to be fair, Borderlands. No, like, well, I was gonna say I, I I definitely built a lot of the way that I feel like my world was supposed to work from like Mad Max, Borderlands. I'm trying to think of some other really good post-apocalypse media. I know it's not post-apocalypse, but uh, 40k actually, because 40k is, it's not like a post-apocalypse, but it's like it's virgin on it. I mean, depends on where you are. Depends so. on where you are. Yeah, Katie, absolutely post-apocalypse. But oh yeah, Fallout or Fallout no. D. Yeah, as well. That was a good one. I took a lot yeah. of the, the the more lore, a lot of like my my internal lore stuff from Fallout. Yeah, just see, because it works really well. That's actually something that kind of bugs me about Fallout is because they do do the old school idea of finding the loot in like a dungeon, which feels kind of weird in Fallout. I and, so you know, I mean, like, like I, I know they of. justify it, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, the thing is, is that a lot of the time, like the loot that you find is marginally better than yours, unless you go into the super high tech vault, which is like it's high tech. The stuff in there is going the to high be tech, yeah, the vaults, high tech. The, yeah, the vaults are a good, um, like, story justification for that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know. I mean. But also, I, you all I, know I don't like Fallout. So, like, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so, a whole other thing. Like, there what, have what, been what, times. Oh, no, go for it. Go for, go for, no, no, go, I, I feel like I'm talking about you. Go. That's all right. I was going to say, there have been times where like, scavenging loot and stuff. You're walking around like a desolate city, like Fallout 4. And all of a sudden, you just see a random bandit. You're like, oh, okay, I can one shot this guy, no problem. And then he pulls out the, uh, what's the rocket launcher, the, the catapult? Hmm? The fat boy oh, or whatever? Yeah, fat man. yeah. the fat man. Yeah. The fat man. Yeah. yeah, he just pulls out that names at you and just, wait, how'd you get one of those? And now it's just this fight of like, I gotta kill the bandit so I can loot him and get that cool weapon. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, Fallout 4 I, does that, a lot that, of things that breaks convention. Like, yeah, this is not a rant problem. about Fallout 4 episode. I, oh, well, I, I could great. rant about Fallout, I, let me tell you. I mean, my problem with Fallout 4, and this is kind of my problem with Elder Scrolls, the Vermaroan, is that when when you do loot in a game, we're stepping away, tabletop. We're, we're still talking about loot. Uh, yeah, we're still on topic, right? Yeah, this, this, is like, um, yeah, this is like a mini tangent. It's like half yeah, a tangent. Yeah. We're making yeah, three yeah. left turns to get back I, to the right lane. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hey, look, three left turns do make a right. It ain't wrong. The math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When you do your level design in your game based off of the player's level rather than specific areas that you're like, okay, the player shouldn't be here until they're around level because of X, Y, and Z, or they have this gear already. You end up with issues like that where players are getting gear and it's just super over leveled for them because something spawned with it or oh god i i sorry my first experience with fallout 4 was the 
super mutant with the mini nuke in hand that it runs to you and nukes you. Oh my god. Murders. I love that. I, I, I love those guys. So much. Hike! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I love... I, that, please. I love the concept of those enemies, but it really did sour my first 20 minutes where I walked down a road and then that was what I ran into. And I kind of... Are now going back to Elden Ring, and I kind of prefer the level design of where you have like, okay, we kind of expect the player to have like this level of equipment, this level of character, whatever, when they get to the zone, so they craft it for that experience. Should we? Should we just pivot? Or are we just? I'm just gonna talk no, about no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'll, 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 no, 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 God, no, please, Joking. I don't, I don't, we don't, we don't need to, we don't we need could, to ride though. the hype train two months later. <laughs> so when, like, when the Dark True. Souls like tabletop comes out, then we'll, we'll come oh, back. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. We'll play a game. We'll oh talk about God, it. Oh my God, yeah, we'll we have like, to. Uh, There's no way we can't. Very true. Like you know, the the differences between all four and how Elden Ring does it is like Elden Ring has like the loot everywhere. It's specific loot. So if you can get to it, you can get the big item that does, helps you do the cool thing. But like, you also have stat requirements for a lot of things. So if you don't dump stats into particular things and kind of ignore everything else, you're probably not going to be able to equip it. So the you know, there's there's a pacing to it, which I will now use that as a way to tire us back in. Segway. Yeah. Just 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 loop that back around. How do you do your your pacing for uh loop? Specifically. Oh, Sam, like, I don't like this call out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> talk? We can talk about your campaign right now. I mean, are you asking so, Isaiah? I think you're asking Isaiah. Right? I, yeah, I'm, I'm asking So, Josh, Isaiah. how many yeah. plus three swords have you given uh, your players? Uh, <laughs> the answer is so, five, right? Of course, yeah. one for every player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, at this point, we've I've been running my game for about a year and a half. So, the amount mm-hmm. of actual, like, special items that my players have are, it's pretty numerous. But it just so happens that they're very recently, like the last six months, they, they're just constantly doing big event after big event after big event. Yeah. Beside that, though, I think which kind of leads back to my original point is that I like to give them a bunch of loot, but I like to give them a bunch of mundane loot that can do a lot of different things or fit mm-hmm. their play style better or will otherwise sort of allow them to think about the game a little more differently so that maybe they can... I, don't, I almost I almost want to say build because I don't want to go back to Elden Ring. It'll just sort of <laughs> well, it's their build. It really is what it is. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I know. So like, I, I, it, it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, not that, that an word is universal. Statement. That word yeah. is pretty universal when it comes to RPGs. Yeah. So I give them a lot of small things like I'll give them like three different revolvers that do three different dies of damage or have three different ranges or okay. you know maybe a. Maybe a great sword does 2d4 if it's one and you can one hand it or 2d6 if you two hand it or maybe an armor that has like a slightly different AC, but the armor also has like a bunch of different tags that you can add it to to like make it ne- like noisy or fragile. So it breaks after a crit or maybe it's vacuum sealed. So it's completely immune to any mm. air based toxins or blind proof. So you can't flashbang them like mm. I want to throw as much variety at the players as possible while keeping everything sort of on the same level with itself across the board. But also, also, (laughs) 
what is damage scaling in Hellscapes? Because it doesn't exist, because everything oh, does a fuck ton of damage all the time. They're, they yeah, we they, they don't say it to you explicitly, but they're like the fact that like most boss monsters have like 400 HP and can do like 30 damage around and shit like that. It, and level one, if you pick the right gambit, you can do 3d6 plus 1d8 plus 2d6 plus 1d4. Just as a start, it, it sort of builds this system of always escalate, never back down. <laughs> I see. I like yeah, that. Die though, by the nice. RN Jesus. I like that though because it's more visceral and that fits better with the genre of post-apocalypse. Yeah. It does. But yeah. It, it is weird that they don't explicitly call it out. It's odd no, that they don't yeah. mention it. it, it uh, it's almost like. Because they have this whole, they have like a system, like a, a like massive, really intuitive system for building monsters. They're like, oh, if you give it this tag, which means it has X amount extra HP, it increases by like one fourth CR. Or if you increase its size by this category, increases it by like a half CR. If you bump its AC by X amount, it increases it X amount of CR. Like there's this, it, it's, only, it's only like two pages long, but it breaks down in really simple terms how powerful things should roughly be if you want to give them certain things. And I use it for the most part, but it gets to a point where the players do so much damage that as long as I'm not one-shotting them once per round, I can be pretty lenient with how powerful I make things. And I'm pretty confident that they can handle it if they either think about it correctly or they don't run in dick first, which one of my players does. She does it all the time, and she literally built it into her character to get XP. Because her character's thing is, I am incredibly reckless and stupid. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to run face first into this 18-wheeler and try to jump on it. And I'm like, you're going to get demolished. And she's like, if I survive, I'm going to get XP for it. I'm like, all right, bud. She's Hold not wrong. Save, BB. <laughs> fucking awesome. She's not wrong. Yeah. Wild. Oh, so, it's like the best, wait. though. I feel like I missed a or maybe you said it and I just didn't hear you I don't know but so so you're saying in terms of the loot pacing question are you saying you just shotgun the loot at them and then let them sort it out or like no it's not like a just a like a constant deluge of items but whenever <laughs> they do find something yeah so like if, if they find a shotgun one day and like eight sessions later they look for another shotgun it might be the same kind of shotgun, it might do the same amount of damage, but it might not. Or uh, one thing I've also done for guns specifically is that I've made a bunch of different ammo types that they can fuck with, which adds even more variety to it, right? So like, if we're talking about shotguns, I've wrote, I've, I've made rules for buckshot or solid slugs or incendiary rounds. Like I've sort of built a catalog of secondary ammunition, which can change the game even more. That's cool. I like that. Especially from a payday perspective of different bullets do different things. Shotgun with slugs compared to fire breath or pellets mm -hmm. is such a good mechanic. Mm -hmm. But how do you make it not a situation where you're giving them just like too much loot, I guess? Just more loot than God? Well, so the, the, the best part <laughs> is if they're looking for loot. The scavenging rules in Hellscape state that it's a DC 15 perception check. So it's 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 a medium role leaning towards harder, right? Especially and it, it changes throughout the game. 
sorry, in, in based on what you're looking for. So like the base roll is 15, but if you look for something specific, that becomes searching. And then searching has like its base 15 and the more rare it is, the higher the DC. So they're like finding a personalized item is a perception 20 roll uh, or higher. So usually they're like, okay, I'm gonna scavenge for something. And based on the amount of successes they have, and I measure success by increments of five. So if the base DC is 15 and they roll 25, they're gonna find three items. So it's you'll find one D4 rations, two D4 units of currency, and maybe some light armor or a trinket, which is another thing in that game, which is items that have no monetary value, or they might, but like they have no mechanical value. They don't necessarily have monetary value, but they can have value to the character. So a shaving kit, a, a key to a warehouse. Value. Yeah. And I'll often sort of gauge those on the fly for their price or what they can be used for, right? So it's if your character's whole thing is they look like a like a, a beatnik with a massive beard and scraggly hair and you find like a trimmer and you're like, all right, well, can I cut my hair with the trimmer and like clean my face up to get like advantage or a bonus on a roll, shit like that. And then I'll sort of apply it on the fly. So those are cool because you can just drop those a fuck ton on players and they're like, oh, cool, I found a little thing. So, okay, so part of the loot pacing you're using, at least for that game, is actually built into the system itself. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. I've made, like, the game has provided, like, three-fifths of it, and I've just, the other two-fifths I've sort of done myself. It's not about half and half. The game has provided more than I've come up with, but it's pretty close. I mean, you've thrown some variety at them. True. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, that's another thing that I'd like to do. Um, I mean... (laughs) I haven't given you a, a whole ton of loot. I, I've tried to make the some of it was memory, but I know. mean, capability made of fog is that's I, a god tier magic item. I, I won't let it say otherwise. I, it's very good. Yeah, I do like that item. So, well, but so also the, the one thing that you, <laughs> <laughs> the one uh, thing that you are doing, Sam, that I like a lot, hmm. that doesn't necessarily equate to an item, but I would still call it loot, as it's like a thing you can find or, or acquire. Are like special moves. Or like special abilities that we can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not to like describe your game for you, but Sam's game is like My Hero Academia mixed with Harry Potter. I like how you uh, didn't go for the obvious Persona reference. There's Persona in it too, but like it, we we call the game Magic Goon Academia for a reason. Yes. Like uh, <laughs> to back up by why I said Persona, we have a dungeon that is built into the school we're going to, and we enter the dungeon, and that essentially takes up our day. So if anyone's played Persona, it's like when you go into the dungeon, and then that day of the week is used up. Similar idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we're in a school. There's lots of teachers around and rivals and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, so like, I to continue off that point, I guess I'm going... I like to really personalize things for character and players too. So like the special abilities thing is like, I like to think I know you guys well enough that I can be like, all right, they're gonna like this thing. So like when I made the, when I made the cross calendar skill for Yato, I was like, I know that Isaiah likes Hajime no Ippo. I know he likes boxing. I know he's going to love this. So I worked on the mechanic and the shadows and I was like, all right, 
I'm gonna give this to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna present it to him in a specific way, and then he's gonna be like, I want to do that, and there mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Um, and uh, it worked. It yeah. did, and I haven't been able to use it much because most people don't want to fight my character. <laughs> I mean. You're pretty menacing when you've got how many arms coming basically out of your back? Six total. <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't uh, want to fight that up close. It's fair. It's just, I just think it's very funny that, that yeah, it was just like of all the, of all like the super, I don't want to say like animeified, but like highlighted boxing maneuvers as like the cross counter. Like it shows up in how many shows, both Eastern and Western as like this fucking awe-inspiring Sakuga moment thing. So the fact I that mean, you know a true t- teacher was like, I'm gonna teach you how to cross counter, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, their the cross counter is just an exciting thing to see. So I, I think that's why. But like, yeah, I, I like to I like to do personalized loot or help your character grow in a specific way that the game doesn't particularly support. So like, for instance when Matt's character swallowed the pearl of power. Oh my god. God. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that actual that actual fucking clownery that he hit us with? He's like, pearl of power. We don't have identify. I'm gonna spend a short rest. He's like, oh, if you like harness this thing, it will give you abilities. And he's like, all right, cool. Gulp. And we're like, did you just swallow the Matt? Did you just swallow the fucking magic item? What the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, I I thought it may have done something cool. And we're like, it's a pearl of fucking power, Matt. What were you <laughs> expecting it to do? So, so this was in ca- that was in character. Out of character, me and Josh and Sam were like, oh yeah, pearl of power, just eat it. Just eat it. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. My character eats it. Yes, we made a joke about eating it and then Matt's character actually ate it. And we all went, Chotomate. <laughs> Josh, wait, no, I, I'm the sorcerer, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> me, the, the sorcerer part. character being like, I, I could have used that, but okay. It, it literally was loot intended for, <laughs> for me. Josh's character. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, wait, uh, the whole time, I can use this to my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, sorry, I made it so that, you know, I mean, we, we now have character lore that I never intended, but hey, apparently Matt's character can now absorb the magic from like magic items or magic itself. Yeah, uh, I'm and just gonna start. Turn it into power. Now, I'm just gonna start Matt, eating I, magic like fairy tale I'm, characters I'm, now. Thanks. Oh, yeah, no, so there's uh, a. That's a little bit different. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> if you try to swallow a fireball, you're getting hit in the mouth face wide with a fireball. Open. <laughs> moided. Straight moided. <laughs> so, Matt, there, oh, sorry, Sam, there's actually, there's a Blue Mage homebrew thing that I saw a while mm-hmm. ago by the guys at Middle Finger of Vecna. You should check them out. They're pretty cool. Anybody listening? They have this, like, Blue Mage thing where the Blue Mage can absorb attributes of magic items up to, like, a total. Okay. I'll probably send that to you just to see if you might want to, like, take some bits yeah i'll probably take some bits just because of what matt has done to me but me done to myself i yeah you know it's a little effort (laughs) i mean hey it was a pretty cool character moment when i was like hey you have magic attacks now magic claws and he was like rad tell it turns into vampire raging form cuts hole through table (laughs) <laughs> that's red <laughs> that's red teacher looking at them you just not destroy property teacher looks wait. at them and goes oh no they're clowns 
<laughs> I, I can't wait till we find like a bad guy like Paladin with his like, you know, magic sword. And I'm going to be like, yes, I eat. No, wait. I assume <laughs> sword. Yeah, I just swarp <laughs> the fucking magic sword. Paladin's like, oh no. <laughs> Paladin oh. looks at hands and goes, I. How do I, I fight now? I, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I I, I, don't know I only had here. the one. I only had the one sword. <laughs> I have one trick. <laughs> That's my one trick. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, like, I like to. I like to. I like to sometimes do table loot when I'm really like not feeling it, or yeah. it's kind of like a minor encounter or whatever. But I really like personalizing loot, or not even if you loot but give you the ability to get something for your character just completely different yeah than rules is written like i have things in mind for each of your character although i, I think say... I, I i think i have to hold back on chris because i literally just gave him something that, like very powerful from, very powerful, i mean yeah yeah i i mean oops i mean that that was that no that was that was not an oops that was that was on purpose none of you can heal so uh, I, I, no 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 uh, that's not true I can heal I have I have you can you can heal I yourself I also took the healer yeah. feet for that reason yeah Josh, Josh is the healer I I all right buddy <laughs> well yeah so I, I think I think that's actually kind of funny because it's like none of us can heal but all of our characters can self sustain pretty well mm-hmm. remember self sustaining doesn't help you when you're down though it's yes. true it doesn't but again I mean so. that is why I, literally why I took the healer feet yeah I know. I mean, that's I, I I see that more as an out of combat thing, though. Well, it's not. It's only Especially, an action. I know, but I mean, oh. that's still that's still a whole turn dedicated to picking someone up. Yeah, but that's than, I like, mean, that's the healing case word, be, which is a bonus action. Yeah, with the exception. Right. Yeah, which is what um, most people in the game use to bring people up. So, like, I I'm just I looked at it as a way for me to be able to balance higher level encounters as well as save you guys some action economy. Uh, for context, my one of my other players, Chris, he's playing a Fey Ranger. And I, his backstory is very much Fey. I've had a bunch of Fey interaction. His magic bow literally has a Fey living inside of it. So I made it so that he now has the ability because he leveled up to and basically replaced his healing spirit spell to summon the fey from the bow and act as a healing spirit, but it actually has action and spells that it can cast. It's I might pet. do some tweaking it's with it. It's a healing like, spirit as pet thing. Yeah. And, uh, and at, you know, dipping into that ranger should have a pet thing. You know, I, yes, I, there, yes. there, there were a few things that I was grabbing from here. I think it's really cool. I might have to balance it a little bit later, but... <laughs> eh. But I, I think, you know, balance, it'll be useful balance. for you guys. And it makes it so that I can just throw really hard stuff at you until uh, your character gets punched in the face two times, Josh. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> oh, train of thought has <laughs> left oh, no, the station. I mean, I can I continue for speaking. Gore. Uh, oh, no, he forgot. Uh, he forgot his ticket oh, for the oh, train. Oh, okay, 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 okay. We, 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 get, we did it. We got it back, gamers. All right, listen, rise and grind. Your all right, all right, rise and grind, gamers. <laughs> God damn it. God bless. What I was going to say is loot tables, right? So the yeah. the oh, rollable loot, loot tables. tables that are like in the DMG and I think Xanathar's has some too. Yeah. A lot of people tend to shit on that method mm-hmm. of loot distribution these days. But I do think it's I, worth pointing out, and we have a very specific reference of this. 
sometimes that method of loot distribution can oh, get no. you an unexpected item, and sometimes oh, that no. unexpected item can be really fun, a la yeah, exactly we got a bag of holding about. off a bunch of random berserkers in Curse of Strahd, and we used that Hell thing to great effect. Yes. Oh, you three know, hags didn't I, take... Okay, okay, yeah. wait. I so feel we like we have to tell the bagging story the bagging. on podcast. No, we did. I feel no, we did. Oh, did we? we talked about the we did. We, okay, I, look, this story comes up a lot, guys. <laughs> I don't remember which this. episode, but I'm ninety percent sure we I, did. We, Sessions canceled. Episode two, running pains at the one hour twenty six minute and thirty seconds mark. You are welcome. Do we episode title: We for Gore and Loot. The bagging comes up a lot. I was also thinking about the time that I rolled a band of intellect. Gosh. Oh, yes. This. The band of intellects that I put on I, my head. Yes. That was another yes. one. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, so like, you know, it, it, it comes, it's, it's a bag of tricks. You never know what you're going to pull out of it. When yeah. You need to roll well, and, and also the, the randomness of it. What's the word I'm looking for? In, in combination with specialized loot and randomized loot, right? You can get different kinds of fun little stories. Mm-hmm. Right, because specialized loot, obviously, you as a GM, you can be like, "This is the sword of Gorthanak, the ultimate," and like it fucking slays goblins mad well. So when you fuck up goblins with it, it's a plus thirty-seven sword. It's dope. It's pretty. But sick then name, you can actually. also be plus like thirty-seven sword. <laughs> plus thirty-seven, yeah. But then you can also be like, this random group of barbarians had a fucking bag of holding on them. Why? I don't know, but. There's a reason there, and maybe your players investigate. Maybe they don't, but even if they don't, it's still a fun thing to be like, yeah, we got yep. this weird bag of holding off this group of dudes, and now we're using it for something else. I mean, so, it also depends yeah. on, like, what table Mix you end match. up rolling on. It's like, I like using the loot tables for, like, gold amount, because I don't I don't really well, yeah, like obviously. deciding gold yeah. amount. Like, that, that's the big thing that I use tables for. Sometimes you'll, my example earlier... How did the goblins get the Vorpal sword? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You can come up with a good story for that kind of stuff. Like, um, exactly. and why didn't they? Why didn't they use the Vorpal sword why on the characters? Why didn't they use the Vorpal sword? Okay, like, so I, I, real quick, I'm sorry. I actually do have a question that's related mm-hmm. exactly to that thing. Yeah. Have you guys run into the problem where your monsters have like a cool little thing or a weapon or an item? Oh. And like the players are immediately like, I want that thing he has. And you're like, shit, I've run into this a few times when I've been running like fantasy one shots where a guy will have like a sword that catches fire or something. And I'll describe it as like a special weapon or something rather than like an ability. Like I remember distinctly that I described the blood hunter enemy as like lighting the sword on fire, but he like wasn't magical. And the players were like, oh yeah, I want his fiery sword. And in my head, I was like, I... I did basically describe it as this sword just being a special sword. Do I just let this sword catch fire and be a shitty flame tongue, or do I just mm. double back and be like, no, I, it was a it was an ability on the on the sheet. It doesn't have. I ultimately was like, here, here you go. It's a sword that does a D four. Congrats. Mm. Have a good mm. one. That happens <laughs> a lot, honestly. That I, happens a lot in D anD D and other games. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I don't think that's ever. I don't think I've ever run into that situation. I haven't. Yet. Yet. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah. It hasn't happened to me with like NPCs, but bad guys, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. they have an item that the players, I'm going, they're going to get if they kill the bad guy. So, obviously, yeah. I put that there purposely. But I've never run into the issue where, like, an NPC does friendly or what have you has this cool item and I describe it, and the player's like, I want that. Can I try I and, like. I don't think that's what Isaiah meant. Well, no, I'm just saying, in, in, yeah, like, in it, general. It, like, it, yeah. the, what I was kind of saying is, like, 
if you have very descriptive ways of having like NPCs or enemies do like special things. Yeah, you players, over you over describe the boss's cool ability. Yeah, yeah. and the players oh, and automatically the players... they they constantly think that it's loot and they yeah. keep trying to take it and oh, you're like, yeah. it's not. Here's I have a very specific example of this. Um, yeah, same. I was fight the my players were fighting like a bandit ambush of sorts, and this one mutant bandit had this like weird spaghetti strainer thing on his head that like he was like a mutant that could do lightning zaps and I, I kept describing it as like kind of like a Tesla coil with like a spinning turn mm. like the, the fucking balls Turbine on his head shit. that spin yeah and I, I kept trying to be like well it, it doesn't make him stronger it's just sort of how he like channels it and they kept just being like we can take it and we can take it apart and mix it with our thing that'll make us even stronger I'm like no I like Jesus. it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do that it just, he, it's just Jesus' powers he can't actually and just constantly and I was like alright guys look I, all, all jokes aside that thing doesn't do anything you're not getting any buffs I promise you <laughs> They're like, he's lying. He's obviously, he's trying he's to lying. trick us. He's testing our faith. It's like, no, no, you're not getting anything out of this. It's like, please. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I mean, that's happened to me too, where uh, boss fight, boss has like a bunch of like, like magic runes and each one's a specific spell. And I described it as looking like a glove and the player's like, ooh, he's got a magic glove. He's got magic like Thanos, like rune glove. <laughs> we gotta take it from him. And I'm like, glove. no, I'm like, no guys, no, fucking no. damn it. I'm like, no, he just really paranoid wizard fighter guy and just put a bunch of room, you know, glyphs of warding on his glyph. Okay, you know what? Yeah, it's a magic item now. Okay, I was going to say, did you make it a magic item? <laughs> yeah, you made a magic <laughs> item. I'm like, yeah, once, you know, once per day, you can cast uh, all these spells from the glove, and it's like all the runes mm. fade and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I will say with... And then with my players never used it. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. This is, this is okay. also when they're right. like 18 so, level. So they're like, yeah. you know, bag of holding full of other magic items into yeah. the power I, it goes. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm sorry. How, okay, this this brings another question in the mix. How the hell do you do with players not remembering to have a magic item? To Isaiah, I know that you were struggling with this. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, I just want to point out, I will say just as an aside, at least with a fantasy setting, it is a lot easier to circumvent that problem by simply saying, ah, the paladin's magic sword only works in his hands because it is attuned to his soul or whatever. Or, uh, or it's but Isaiah, the- with a post-apocalypse situation, uh, get fucked, nerd, I guess. I don't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. I, I do be how it is that way. I've gotten around it at times with, because one of my players, she's got like 19 strength, right? And she's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm massive chungus and I like to hit things with a sword. And I described this one dude's sword as being so comically fuck off massive that it, and she was like yeah but I could hold it though I'm like no I'm like you literally it weighs like 50 pounds the dude's 18 feet tall you can't use his fucking sword <laughs> and she said try me yeah she was like are you sure and I was like I'm positive you will not be able to use this sword can I roll uh, an inside check on who the dungeon master the d- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the d- can I press X to doubt I'm like you can doubt. press X to get crushed by a fucking rock <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes so Sam in response to that yeah. question I don't know bro that's not my fucking problem <laughs> well, Sam, I mean like See, the way that I avoid that is either I give you the item as a meme and don't ever expect you to use it, the, yeah, the staff yeah. of flowers, but then you ended up using it. And then it I used for, it. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that was cute. Or I don't get a magic item. I don't know. You just get a, you just get a personalized item, a meme item. or Bro, 
listen. I don't know. I, that's listen. why. That's the only reason I don't really like rolling on the table. Yeah. Because like I, I mean, know that if I make an item for you, you're probably gonna use. I mean, or here's I'll just my give thing. you a magic item that has a tag. Here's a here's a PSA out to the greater tri tabletop area. <laughs> I, fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> my PSA, right? Bro. Bro, all right, I'm looking at you players. All right, we're having I'm not I'm not looking at you cuz you can't see me, but pretend I'm looking at you. I am not responsible for the bullshit you write on your sheet. If you forget you have a magic sword, that is a whole lot of not my fucking problem. And sorry, Chief, you should have remembered. I, I got so much other crap to keep track I, of. Okay, I literally I just, just experienced this. I huh? so I literally just experienced this. So oh, I, sure. I have a so I, I run two games currently. I run a Monday game for newer players. Like this is their second campaign ever. And like they're still feeling it out. They're having a great time. I'm having a great time because I get to throw my beginner stuff at them. And they're like, I don't know what this is. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. What, they, what's don't, they don't know what a gelatinous <laughs> cube don't, is yet. <laughs> they don't know what a face spider is. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I love face spiders. They're probably one of my favorite monsters in the game. And I recently had the idea of a face drider, but we'll, we'll save that for later. So, uh, yeah, buddy. Let's so go. Evil. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, we. You didn't have so we had session one week and then the next week was Valentine's Day. We didn't have session. People were busy and I was like, you know what? I feel like having a night off. So like for well, we I just won't bother you guys. You guys can we didn't have session. And then we come back the next week and they're like, wait, so who had this item? And what was this item again? And what did this thing do? And I'm like, did y'all not write it on your sheet who had the item? <laughs> and they're like, no. I'm like. Well, I'm glad that you remembered that you had this as a party, but please determine who's going to carry the item beforehand. Because if you don't, I'm not going to remember 90% of the time unless I wrote it in my note. That's usually if it's like a specific item. The item specifically that they forgot they had is they had a ring of jumping and they had a ever smoking bottle, I believe. Ah, yes, I, am, I know that one. Yeah. And like, they just forgot that they had it. And I'm like, it, they literally got into combat and like the casters got hit. And they're like, man, if only we had something to do with, to help with this. And I'm just sitting there like, well, if you had your, if you had your ever smoking bottle, you wouldn't have to deal with this problem, now would you? And they just totally forgot they had it. Which like, you know, I'm not actually bitter about it. I just think it's funny that like you know, players have the solution to problems with these magical items that they have, and then they just don't use them because they forgot they exist. Which is I was waiting for you to other. say it. <laughs> Damn it! What? what? But then they foregore. Oh yeah, but then they. I think so. I think this is actually a pretty good story. It's a good segue into what Sam was wondering from me and how I deal with my party constantly fucking forgetting the things that I give them. The answer is that I just remember it for them. I just tell them constantly that they have things. And if they really, I know it's so bad. Isaiah, so you bad. gotta Isaiah, you gotta bring the hammer down at some point I, and say I, I've started. I'm you I've off. started, yeah. but it's got. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where they're like, 
where they like forget that they might have walkie talkies or they have like a satellite uh, phone that is very limited connection or special or the guns or personalized. There was there there one of my players was trying to build a sword, like a personalized sword. He was taking mods off one item and putting it onto another item. And we we've been talking for weeks about this item and how he was going to take it off and put it on another one. And when it came down to it, he's like, okay, so I take the telescoping mace because it was like a like a mace that like the, the hunter axe in Bloodborne. Uh-huh. And he was like, I take the telescoping feature off and I put it on my sword blade. And I was like, all right, cool. Who has the telescoping mace? Crickets. And I was like, oh, I oh. does anyone have record of the, of the personalized items y'all got like three months ago? And everyone's like, no, we don't. We don't know where those are. And I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, God. At, at least I your see. players are in, honest about it. Because, like, I feel like some groups would just, one player would just lie and just be like, yeah, oh, I got it. Yeah, me. Aren't you the bard who can't use it? That, uh, I was holding it for, for the other uh, guy. So he's holding it for the fighter. So <laughs> I, I'm just, this is kind of a party call out. I love you guys if you're listening to this. The first personalized items I gave my characters was like a great axe off like a bandit chieftain and his double barrel shotgun. And of all the characters that they gave them to, so for reference, it, these these classes are like one, basically one-to-one with D&D. So I'm just gonna refer to them by their Dean classes. We have a fighter, we have a sorcerer, we have two rogues, and we have a paladin. Oh, and we have a ranger. But yeah, that's six, right? Yeah, okay. So great axe and shotgun. So you might think, oh, well, they might give the axe to the fighter, right? Because she uses like a great sword, you know, like probably, you know, it it works. And they might give the double barrel shotgun to the maybe they'll give it to the ranger so he can do a little bit better in close quarters combat. Or maybe maybe they'll even give it to the paladin, even though he specializes in long range. Nope. They gave the great axe and the double barrel to the rogue. One of them. And... In that, in the rogue's defense, she used that shotgun. She used the the great axe constantly, even though she was never getting any sneak attacks because it's it's a great axe. You can't sneak attack with a great axe. Yeah, strength rogues. Let's go. (laughs) She used that axe fucking constantly, even though it was like not the meta because her character was better at unarmed strikes because her unarmed strikes did a d8 and then she did the 3d6 and then this it was crazy. Just doing like 50 damage per round at level four. But she was like, no, I like that. I'm going to use this axe. I like this axe. And I was like, all right, well, that's fucking that's great for you, chief. That's awesome. I just think maybe someone else could have used it more. Like, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm the GM. I'm not here to dictate who gets what loot. I'm just I'm not saying I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a yeah, you know, that's a weird I, like I don't even I don't I don't know where I was going with that. That's a weird conclusion to come to, I guess. I yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, very interesting. I just sat there. I just sat back in my chair. I was like, all right, well, this is happening. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, as a great axe connoisseur, I respect it. But also, <laughs> as but a also, rogue is... <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what like, title? As a great axe connoisseur. <laughs> like, what? I, <laughs> Making it sound did. like your taste in cheese. I listen. <clears throat> I Well, the I blade prefer, on this one is fetching. I... Look, 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 look. Really I, I, have, the skull. I have a thing for particular weapons, and they are big fuck off axe and big fuck off hammer. That's true. <laughs> Makes sense. That's basically what he plays in any RPG that we ever play. Yeah. 
I, I, I like these two things. And if I don't play it, it's because I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone because I like big fuck off hammer and big fuck off axe. That's yeah, he's <laughs> trying to leave his comfort zone or play a sub meta caster. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh uh, knows my call out. <laughs> God damn it! You broke my train of thought. Giving the giving the rogue the great axe is just like, I mean, it's fine. Like, do what you want, obviously. But that is a very funny scenario, and yeah, yeah I, I mean, loot doesn't have to be optimized or whatever. But no. you know, a lot of the time, again, to the players, I'm looking at you guys. Your GM probably knows who probably knows who they want to take the loot. So like, you know, yeah, keep yeah. that in mind, I guess. Is it? I don't, I don't really is what all I can say on that. <laughs> Where were we? Fuck. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 know. I mean, we didn't we didn't tra trail too far off of loot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, right, we were fairly on topic with our what was the specific. We were talking about the rogue picking oh, up forgetting the, the loot so, on the sheet. Yeah. Sorry. OK, yeah. that's where we started. That's where we started. Not writing stuff down. <laughs> Uh, the other I mean, thing like, I was gonna say is, sorry, life foregore this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's the other thing, right, Isaiah? In your situation, where it's like, who has the telescoping mace? I, as the GM, am not gonna write that down. So yeah, if true. you forgot yeah. and I forgot, I guess it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, like I've done that previously with some things where it's like, oh, who has this like, you know, bulletproof vest? Yeah. And it just disappears. I was like, all right, well, they, either y'all sold it or it doesn't exist anymore. Like, yeah, like sometimes I, that's the scenario. I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, I do it sometimes. But there, it's like there are specific instances where like I know somebody like is talking about it. I'm like, oh, like they, they talk about it like because they know that it exists. But they just don't know who has it, and it's just like I don't, whatever. They do also do this constantly with their walkie talkies because they have two of them, and it's like <laughs> who has the walkie again? Do you have the walkie? I don't. I don't have the walkie. Do you have the walkie? I don't have it. And the, see, they'll just scenario, arbitrarily decide that what two people have them, and I'm like, you're lucky. Mm -hmm. I'm being lenient. <laughs> yeah, in that scenario, you kind of should keep track of it at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah they, I so mean, you want to talk about consequences? Th that satellite phone they they like really have been <laughs> needing for a while because they need to contact people outside of a you know 15 mile radius, and their guildmaster equivalent took the satellite phone to make a call with it, and he like snatched it from them. He's like, "Give me this, I need this because y'all be acting stupid. Let me fix something really quick." Y'all be He's acting because like, they'd be they acting up sometimes. They and um, it happens. It happens. Yeah, and he was like, "All right." Yeah, I know you guys are going on like a road trip. Make sure you come to me before you leave tomorrow and I'll give you the phone back. I got to make some calls. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we totally we need that phone. We uh, we definitely can't forget about that. Definitely, and the next day definitely. they left and they were like, oh, we can call them on the satellite phone. I was like, you mean the one that you left with the Guildmaster? And they were just like the one that we left with the Guildmaster. Yes, Oof. that that one. And for like yeah. over a week, they were just completely in the dark about what was going on with the, the strategy against the main plot. And I was just like, this is going to come back. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, there's an argument to be made that you could have been nice there and just said your characters wouldn't have forgotten as players did. But I also can't uh, really blame you. Yeah, no, I could uh, have. It, but yeah. this, this is one of those. I'm like, mm, it'd be really funny if y'all just forgot to grab your satellite phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's an look, there's I mean, an argument to be made here. Sam, I, about to say so I mean, potentially. Yeah, I like. Yeah, no. So my, my big thing is, is that you don't want to really propagate the behavior of oh we forgot the thing consistently and like i right. i 
with newer players, I'm like fairly lenient on stuff. Like even when they forget abilities or something or how stuff works. But like when it comes to you guys, I'm usually like, if they don't remember, they don't remember. Like Josh, when I kept making fun of, wow, I'm Haven. <laughs> bad with names, guys. I'm sorry. When I when I made fun of Haven for not leaving the combat radius of the boss after you had took yeah. away his reaction. <laughs> I did just, forget about the reaction one. That was literally did, took away his reaction <laughs> and I then that one. stood there next to the boss as yeah. a sorcerer. Yeah. I was just like, I could tell him, but like he was doing the uh, family guy he's, like, oh, well, big whoop, you want to fight about it? And it's just like, it comes to like how much I trust you as a player to remember these things. And like, you guys are really good about stuff because you all are in the same boat as me. <laughs> you have players right. who forget they have the thing or won't use the thing. So you're like, I'm not going to do that. And like, there are occasions where you guys will forget. Matt takes copious amounts of notes because he's going to forget something. And I, I understand yeah. that. I take a crap ton of notes. Or Chris, the other player in the campaign, he just, he takes a bunch of notes and he's like, he reviews his character sheet before session. To like, you I know. do try to remember to do that. That's a really helpful one, actually. Yes. So, you, you know what? Let's just let's just have an official helpful tip tangent here. All right. If you're a player <laughs> who is forgetful, it is super helpful before the session to just look at your damn character sheet and be like, what do these thingies I have mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I think that came from this. Yes, like, I agree. Yep. Completely Look at your, any player who's playing with me fucking do that. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I have to do it mid-session for you constantly. No, I don't think I will. Yeah, I love all of you to death. Because there'll be times where you forget. Oh, no, I'll go for it. Sorry. Well, even if it's not loot, right? You might be like, oh, I forgot I had that spell. It's like, yeah. well, if you had looked yep. at your character sheet real quick. Or another ability big one is, is just like, oh, I should have yeah, done that. Ability. Yeah. Or, or another one is there's a lot of games where you're rewarded XP for specific things. So it's like review your sheet so you know what you get yeah. XP for. So like, for mm -hmm. example, in Blades in the Dark, you get XP based on your playbook. Each playbook has specific actions that they get XP for, yep. like certain mm -hmm. things they do. So like review your sheet. Remember, it's there. That's just a good yeah. habit. <laughs> just in general. Right. All right, small Good tangent. Habit. Speaking of blades, I, I, you know, we really need to get a successful campaign. Tangent blades to the tangent, but yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I really like Blades in the Dark as a system because Same. I just like the setting a lot, and I, I think it works. Yeah, no, I just, I feel bad because both the times that we've played, Josh, it's kind of been like hidden this. I like know some players get it, and then the other ones don't. Uh, yeah, you the, really a big thing like, with blades is that self motivation drive. Yeah, it's a big yeah. factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, our our second game, the second game was kind of tough because it was we were all in school and like mm -hmm. dealing with like midterms and shit. Like I know uh, Aster this was getting true. swamped with his fucking work. This is true. Yep. Now we're all a bunch of lazy adults. I, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I listen, you know, I've, as a as a member of the military, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have not been in school for a very long time. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's still rough, though. Like, I I know you guys have a lot more shit to do afterwards, but, you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm like, hey, you want to work a 12 hour shift? Well, even if the answer is no, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Good tangent. 
to yeah. return for a minute though. Yeah. To, Josh, to, to, you know, give me give me your expertise in planning this stuff oh, out, please. <laughs> all right, before all right, hold on. The thing I was gonna say the thing I was gonna say is to Isaiah's point about players forgetting things. It is worth mentioning that if you split yourself from your character, you as the player are sitting down playing this character once a week or however many hours, maybe twice a week if you're one of those groups, although those are very rare groups, right? You're sitting down. I wish down, I had enough time to do that. Yeah, right. You're sitting down once a week and you're going into character mode, but the character are literally living that life. So there's stuff that you would forget as a player that they probably wouldn't. So right. there's a certain amount of leniency to say like, oh, the players forgot the phone, but the characters probably wouldn't because that's important for them. So you just say like, all right, it's fine. You grab it. Now, I'm not saying you yeah. had to do that, Isaiah, because there are sometimes there are certain situations where you just got to be like, listen, you're doing this too much. So like, I got to I got to slap you on the wrist a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, that but. You know, it, it is a point worth noting to be like, yes, the characters are living this life. You as the player are not actually living. Yeah. So there are no, things I, they would remember. Of course. No, I, I'm probably one of the main proponents for I'm stupid, but that doesn't mean my character is stupid. Right. Exactly. Um, I have yeah. I have eight intellects, but my character has 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as oh, yeah, as someone who's played several characters with 20 int, I'm like, look, look, guy. If I can tell this, my character absolutely can. Right. So, right. so yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm almost, that's why I'm usually really going above and beyond to be like, you know, you have this thing, you have this thing. Don't forget that you have X amount of ammo. Don't forget that you have four bullets away from reloading. Mm, right. Like, it's also, you know, it's also a circumstance. It depends on what the situation is. Sometimes it's fine to just hand wave and say the character would remember. And sometimes it kind of isn't like it's, it also depends on the game too. Like some games, focus more on that idea of like you as the player need to be diligent if you want to like succeed kind of thing so it depends yeah. and like you know i i go out of my way to think about things that i'd be like i ah, don't worry about it like literally just hand wave it like no no, no don't, right. don't worry about it especially because other games already kind of do that going back to blades blades has a system where you have like the prep points for your equipment yeah before you go and do a thing yeah it, points gear points whatever load Same that's what's called load load yeah, yeah, yeah. where you <laughs> decide retroactively cut off. yeah you <laughs> retroactively decide in the moment essentially that you have this piece of equipment like i like that it's I, a very I, cool system very cool. i try to like incorporate that a little bit with the whole hang weepy thing like no, no no don't worry about it you had it for instance you know if i say you have some downtime and like you know later on just for like and i i constantly tell players this mark this on your sheet if you because i'm not going to remember this and like it might be in my notes right. but like if i'm too far down in my notes i'm not going to remember that you have this so oh you might have gone out and bought some spell components like later right. on if you run into scenario where you needed a specific value you can mark the value off of your sheet take it out of your gold and then say that you have the item but again you know i tell player mark this on your sheet and like something and i'll like keep it in my notes and then i'll search for it but like you know stuff like that because I, I think that's a good thing to do as a dm it is it is yeah. because it, it allows um, the player to have a little less stress but 
but you should also know who has <laughs> the, the magic item, please. <laughs> like yeah. that one. Just to give you a little context for Matt and also for anyone on the internet. So the way Blades works, Matt, is that when you go to do what's called a score in Blades, which is essentially a mission, you can go in on you can go in light load, medium load or heavy load, and you have a certain amount of points. And basically medium load means that your character fictionally doesn't look like they have a lot of they have weapons on them. Medium load means you look like you're somewhat armed and heavy load is like you're walking around ready to fuck people up. Yeah. I feel like even though I have no context of Blades in the Dark, I feel like I would probably do very well in the game just of literally playing Payday 2 since the game has been out and still play it to this Got day. Got that energy. <laughs> so, yeah. Matt, I think the reason why you do really well in Blades is because you're one of the most proactive players I've ever seen. Correct. Like, you, you just go, yes. I just do things. Yes. I'm going yes. to walk up and talk to somebody. Yeah. I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to break That's something. I'm going to fucking shoot somebody in the kneecap. Yeah. That's a big one. Just all of that like that's i know brett our editor is another just incredibly proactive player oh yeah you can just you can put him in a room and put anything in that room and his character will be like all right well i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna poke you with the stick yeah just like Mm -hmm. give him the most base items and he'll come up with something like to my my favorite moment that that brett has pulled off as my player was in the very first session where they had to fight a boss that its body just constantly outputted stupid levels of electricity, like could power a town by itself. And he, of all things, like, you know, they're level one. They don't have special gear. They got whatever they get to start the game with. That's it. But they were in this little outpost and he was like, hey, do you have, because there's a bunch of destroyed buildings. They're like, hey, do you got like copper wire and you have some steel rods? And the guys was like, well, I don't understand. What what are you talking about? He's like, just trust me. Do you have copper rods? Do you have steel rods? And he took the two mundane items and made a lightning rod and was like, well, surely if the creature can shoot lightning at us, like the witnesses say that it can, a lightning rod should like divert the monster's energy in theory. And in my head, I was like, this is fucking genius. I didn't even think about this. This That's is all big brain plays. Yeah. This is so five head. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm like, I was like, there's no way I can't give him something cool for this. Yeah, you can't say no at that point. <laughs> no, I was like, this is this is so based. Like how... I didn't, what? Yeah. This is my character in my first game that was making fucking mustard gas with silver iodide to kill werewolves. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's also, yeah, I I can also speak, uh, I guess we're just talking about Brett now. Speaking to Brett as a player, I know I can dangle basically anything in front of Brett's face and he's going to just start slapping at it in some fashion. (laughs) So it's really easy to be like, Hey, hey, you want the shiny thing? And Brett goes, absolutely. Yes, 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 I, yes, yes, I, yes, yes. Um, like I just want to, I just want to talk about this one thing. I just got to talk about the sack of flour because I think it's the yes. first time I've ever <laughs> completely stumped Josh. Yeah. And just, just him be like, all right, wait, pause, 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 pause. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you want a sack of flour? I'm like, all right, well, here's the thing, right? We're in a room, we're in like an enclosed room. I could throw the sack of flour and puncture it. It'll get the va- the fucking the core, the, the fine vapor everywhere, and then I can ignite it. And go off like a bomb and he's just like what <laughs> that, that's some like old school D thinking yeah oh yeah 100 because a lot of people are like we gotta go in the dungeon we gotta get three sacks of flour just in case uh-huh. there must be invisible stalkers in this room uh-huh. just throw it it's fine uh-huh. it's gonna work out yeah it's like good shit yeah. to anyone who's saying that i got that from goblin slayer fuck you no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> to finish but to finish real quick yeah so 
once you pick your load at the beginning of the score of blades, basically, so let's say you took a medium load, so you have five load, you decide in the moment, okay, I have a dagger on me, and you mark off one load during the mission. You don't have to decide it prior, you decide it while you're in the mission. And then you say, all right, my character has two pistols, mark off two load. So you just say retroactively, oh, I, or no, you say in the moment, I, my character brought this thing retroactively, because the idea is that your character is a professional criminal, they would know what equipment they would need to bring. So to represent that, you as the player just mark off exactly what you need in the moment. Yep. So it's a very fun mechanic, and you, it's really easy to graft cool. onto like any other game. So just yes. slap yes. it Extremely. everywhere. It, it is, and just real quick, just to tell you, uh, from the load thing is the flashbacks in Blades, yes. which is my favorite yes. feature. Yep. And I mm -hmm. like, yay, we're actually talking about new rule systems other than 5v and 5v and Jason. Fuck yeah, boys, let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. But the system, Matt, basically says that you can, like a heist movie, flashback to a previous event at any time leading up to the, the series of events and be like, oh, well, I like flashback to that moment or I remember that, that I might need this thing so I can do that thing. So like if you want to crack a safe and you're like, oh, well, do you have like the safe drill? And you're like, All right, well, I, I'll flash back to where I remember to bring that. And we loaded that in the back of the truck before we left. And then you just have that item. and You're like, fuck, yes, let's go. <laughs> and you can get I, pretty elaborate with it, too, mm -hmm. because it's not free. There is a you. So you spend what's called stress in the game. And if you max out on stress, you're out of the mission. So it's not free. But you can also get pretty elaborate where you can be like, oh, I'm going to flashback and say my character rigged like a trip mine on that doorway before we came to do the mission, because that's something that I would have probably thought to do. And then so you do the flashback. Maybe there's a role involved. Maybe there's not. Depends. And then that becomes a thing that actively happens in the mission. Then the bad guys open the door and they blow themselves up. So, like, you can do some pretty wild stuff with it. And if you get good with it, you can really, like... You can pull off some pretty great stuff that really does genuinely feel like that kind of heist movie shit where they do the flashback and like, ah, well, I grabbed the false documents right before we got here. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that, that fight now, club as, intro. Go on, sorry, man. No, Sam. Yeah. I, I'm doing the cutting much, Damn it, I did it again. Right. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Now, as much as I love talking about Blades, we yes, have gotten yes, super yes, off topic. Yes. Okay. Okay. But Josh. Yes. I don't, f uh, bro, loot. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to be honest. And I'm, uh -huh. this is, this is where Sam and Isaiah probably call me out. Talk to him. Yeah. Loot is one of those parts of the game that I kind of don't care that much about. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like we realized. Yeah. 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 Well, we, cer <laughs> just we certainly don't... have. I know. Okay. Listen, and I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to be more conscious of it. <laughs> Because it's, I it's don't, a thing a lot of DMs do do just, sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I just why, don't care that much. Is this you didn't want to okay. talk about? Is this why you didn't want to talk about Maybe. it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, because I'm going to get called out. Maybe. <laughs> so, like, okay. Let me, let me. I shouldn't say I don't care about it, because that's half not true. All right? Mm. I like, I like the loot with a narrative backbone to it. Right? Okay. Mm. So I really like it if the loot informs the story or adds to the character shit like that, which is why the first thing you guys got was a plus one sword 
but it was a plus one sword with a name and a history and it was attached to a character in in the past and it was in that character's tomb that you got it from and it was damaged when you found it like so there was like all these layers to it now it's still it's a plus one sword although i had it has since upgraded into uh by the way if you didn't notice it's a mesa disruption but a mm-hmm. sword yes um yeah i noticed so yeah so it's like that kind of loot love it but stuff like money or like smaller items or like even sometimes just rolling on the loot table i'm like i don't really i'm like eh, i've done it a little bit it just doesn't it don't it, it hit different i don't know it just so i i'm trying to be better about it because i do know the other problem too though particularly 5e well okay there's two problems here one is i also the games i like to run kind of don't give a fuck about loot that much in general anyway i've noticed apocalypse world literally has no rules for loot they don't care i mean there's like a gear list but they don't there's no like getting a magic item you know Mm -hmm. but with 5e it's like they don't they describe the pace that it's supposed to be at but it feels kind of wonky because just like the six encounters a day situation with 5e nobody really plays that way so the loot pacing and the way they describe it is also not really a way somebody plays i feel no i i'll be honest a lot of the pacing that is described in 5e not the way that anybody plays the game i get what you're right exactly so that is is why i asked how do you pacing of blue yeah so uh, like i i kind of pacing for me how often you guys get loot i just feel it out i'm gonna be honest i just kind of vibe it and go from there like like for example mm-hmm. <laughs> matt's laughing at me over here no i'm <laughs> laughing at isaiah's reaction <laughs> oh. so like to give an example okay see. isaiah can't get mad though isaiah's had a plus one shield since like level four so he I really have, can't yeah. get that mad. And well, plus I'm, one I'm shields all... are something they don't tell you to give until like level 10. Just saying. It's, it's true. I'm also an artificer, so I can just make a lot of my own cool shit. Which he I've can also doing. make his own cool shit. But here's the thing. Okay. For example, right? All right. I'm going to we'll, we'll peel back the curtain a little bit here. The last player who got like a major magic item was or the last character was Kai, right? Yep. The reason I gave it to Kai was literally just because player the player in question i was like oh he hasn't gotten any good scenes he hasn't gotten any really good story beats so i'm gonna make this dungeon section in the temple about his character and then give him a piece of loot that's literally why i did that you know because i was like who hasn't had a good like meaty scene or thing yet and i was like okay it's kai so we're gonna do him next and that's kind of just how I roll with it for the most part. I just kind of feel it out. And obviously there's some flaws to that system because sometimes you feel it out. Sometimes sometimes you just really like one player's character more than the others, even if you don't mean to. So there's that problem, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I fully understand that oof. and I try real hard not to play favorites when it comes to like right. loot or abilities. Like Josh, I know. I know Haven is like really lacking in the the special items department, but I have ideas in the back of my head. It's just that y'all don't do the things that I want you to do to trigger it. So I'm like, how do I well, do this without? I mean, like, I, I will you, say make, in regard to like that, it's forced. 
right yeah well i will say in regard to that that didn't that doesn't really bother me because i did get a whole story arc chunk I, yeah like, i know not that long ago so that's fine you know mm. it still sits but, in the back of my mind however like right, all right. yeah yeah you know, all these all these characters are getting something and I'm sitting here staring at the one character like, all right, I need to the give this character something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and um, then Matt stole it. One of the things from and you. And then Matt stole it. Yes. Man, I hate it. But it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I try to do to kind of help is like give items that are kind of just party magic items in general, right? Like I gave you guys the decanter of endless water and the conjure water elementals. Cause I was like, anyone can use that. They can just pass it around. Those are two types of magic items where they can do some weird shit with them, come up with some weird plans. You know, they're those kind of magic items. So I Josh, do also try about, to do that. What about everyone's favorite common magic item? The ever billowing cloak. Mm, the one that <laughs> I haven't gotten the, one yet. I the one, say the, the, the one, one that from Josh has frame Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or like I gave the group a bag of holding pretty early on, but because I wanted it to be funnier, I made it a sentient talking bag of holding. Yeah. Just because I could. His name's Bartholomew I, the bag. Did you I, make the I bag from Dora the Explorer? Essentially, uh, yes. No, he's a little more posh. He's got some more British energy to him. Also not purple. Mm. He's not purple. No. <laughs> he's brown. But yeah, I just made a sentient bag of holding because I thought it'd be funny. I thought it'd be a good little add-in. I will say you did throw away. I did give y'all a staff of pythons and you just threw You just said, fuck it. I, okay, first of all, we didn't throw it away. You didn't throw it away. You literally had guards come up and be like, all right, we need all the evidence. And I'm like, all right, so I can either pocket the lore, uh, the important lore, or I can pocket the staff of and I was like, I'm gonna take the lore. My character is 100% about taking the lore. I'm about taking the lore. <laughs> that's like, that's fair. That's fair. So that's you know, it, it was, it was, it was a balancing act there. Where I was like, all right, I need, I need something to throw them off. Here's the thing that I'm gonna throw them off. Yeah, and you know, I do have some ideas coming up relatively soon. I have a very, I have an idea. Okay, you know those that moment where you have like a moment of inspiration and you're like, that would be super fucking cool in my campaign. I need to do that ASAP. Mm -hmm. I had one of those. So I'm hoping very soon we're going to do some wild shit. Should be interesting. Oh boy. So yeah, get excited for that one. And I'm just, we might, we'll have, (laughs) I'm sure there'll be some interesting conversation once that one happens. I might even make a topic. (laughs) That might even become a topic for recording, to be honest, because if I do it right, it should be quite interesting. Mm. Mm, I'm excited. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Loot is just one of those things. I think every DM has some parts of the game that they like and some parts of the game that they don't, you know? Mm. And I think it varies on a system by system basis, right? If I'm playing, if I'm playing Apocalypse Room, right? Let's say I don't really care about like the economy and like what gear everyone has and like what the party comp it right like that kind of none of that shit matters i care about npcs and that's basically it (laughs) like that is the thing in that game is like the npcs and how they relate to the characters and then how they relate to the fronts if i'm playing DD, i care about the monsters and like the overarching adventure and how those two in two things interplay 
And then are the characters getting their like cool moments? Loot, dungeon design, like proper like economy and pacing and all that. eh, Leveling, pacing. All right, I will say this. Sam and Isaiah, I need you to confirm. I feel like leveling pacing has been pretty good, even though I'm fucking winging the hell out of it. Do you agree? Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. right? I, I, I mean, don't have any like I, outright complaints with it. I I don't have any complaints other than the fact that I I have I have hook and uh, and you have bait and I take bait and my character gets experience every time. Yes. So, and it's, look, Sam, like, you being like, ahead of everyone, that's fine. But like I, I the overall, I just I the gap getting larger every single session is funny to me. Not that it like really matters all funny. that much. But it, it, it is funny to me that it's like, all right, and I'm level. Like, I totally forgot that kinds of fear are level. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm level nine. And I'm like almost halfway to level 10 already. Right. Yeah. So, I'm pretty close to that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's not like the pacing that you're doing is wrong. It's just when you when you add an extra rule for experience, you're going to have players to take advantage of it. Yeah. And then you're going to have players that it don't is, really know how to take advantage of. Yes. Me having it, played with it several times now, understand true, completely true. how to take advantage of the system. Whereas, you know, Kyan's fear are like, uh, I'm going to like push for it, but like, I don't know if I should because character did enough. I, it also doesn't help that, you know, I say his characters end up taking the spotlight a lot. We do, yeah. When it, when it comes to the role-playing sections. <laughs> I will but. say it's kind of funny too, because Sam in our stars campaign, you were the you were the the bread of the party. I was right? like, I was the bread of the party. You are way behind. I hate this label. Which yeah. is interesting. Way behind, which ultimately made me worse in combat, which yeah. ultimately made me not want to do anything. It in was the game definitely because more I of a problem couldn't? in that game than it is in 5e. I, that like stars without yes, number absolutely. as a system, the level disparity was way more of an issue. I mean, it's almost like Pathfinder, how level disparity works. I don't know if I, I don't know if I go quite that far, but it, it kind of feels like it in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Pat, if Pathfinder's, you know, level pacing is way different. Five E. But yeah, pacing for loot. What the fuck's that? I don't. I mean, I just. I mean, you, I, you gave us a magic weapon that levels up with us. I did. Like, that's yeah. that's that's partially pacing, but yeah. that's how that's. That I do is love one that. I good love, way to control pacing. I um, love. Oh yeah, no, I love evolving. Um, evolving magic items is top tier, and no, I didn't steal it from Critical Role. I had that thought way before. Well, All right. Something in in older editions, like evolving yeah. magic items, and now older it's just editions, starting to become anime. Does that shit? Yeah. A lot of fantasy novels and gen- like it's not yeah, can Matt I, Mercer can I didn't quick... invent the fuck the vestiges of divergence are cool but it's not like Matt Mercer like sprung that idea out of nothing <laughs> no, no. no can, can, I just want to give a quick plug kind of on that same like evolving magic items Cobalt Press came out with a book not that long ago called Vault of Magic and it's basically just here's a giant book of new magic items and they have a whole section they called fabled magic items that are evolving magic items and they do it by level Whereas like hmm. with 5e and Critical Role, they have the the magic items evolve when you do a story bit or whatever, but it's up to the DM and the player, you know, whatever. 
the Fable ones from Cobalt Press are actually based on levels. So it's like way easier to track. And so it's like, all right, level five, this all happens. Right. And level seven, this happens. Hold on, though. Point of contention on that one. Yeah. I don't think I like tying it to levels. I think I actually, and I know this is, before anyone points it out, I know this is contradicting my stance on Milestone XP because I'm about to say the exact opposite. I kind of like handing out the level up of the magic item as a story beat. I like it too. I like, I it, like too. it that I think, way more. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's kind of a mix. What are you going to say, Isaiah? Say it. I say it. Yes, I say it. Just in response to, to Josh's statement. I know. I just I, I know. have words. I have words. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I think, I think this is kind of the pot calling the kettle black. This is what I'm saying. I just I think you're kind of backtracking in a different All way. Right. It's All right. I, the uh -huh. difference. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> now I have to, Josh, I know, now me. I have to justify my stance. Yeah, what's, the, what's, what's, what's the difference? I what's think the difference? the difference, for the difference for me, right, is uh -huh. XP and leveling up and what's on your character sheet, all that shit is we had to zoom in like that <laughs> because my your camera just uh, like I know really I, it's <laughs> all right for everyone on the internet I have to explain this now because you guys can't see it I have an old webcam so discord fights with it a lot so sometimes it fills the whole frame and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> so it just randomly zoomed in on my face <laughs> I have to get a new webcam at some point. Oh but anyway. my god, so if it was right as you started talking. I, I know, so I know. Like the timing of it was very funny. Like, I know. It's oh like, let me explain god. my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. <laughs> Fuck. Christ. This is gonna be. This is gonna be a really weird segment because this is. There's. We don't have video. Anyway, yeah, we, we, we can edit this out in post. Don't worry. Oh, oh God! I, that's not Brett, how it works, man. Brett, no, the, we're not editing the, this. Monkey, we don't. We don't do that kind of. No, no, no. Go. We don't do that kind of editing here. Y'all don't even pay me enough for this kind of editing. Oh shit! Anyway, wrong show. Um, okay. <laughs> Got him. So, XP leveling up, character advancement, all that shit, right? That uh -huh. is all player-facing mechanics that are mm -hmm. the thing that you, as a player, have control over. I, as a GM, don't get to tell you no you don't use your ability or whatever, right? Like, I mean, I can't obviously story stuff, but like on a base level, the stuff on your sheet is yours. Loot huh? and magic items and shit like that is different because that is a GM facing thing that you hand to the players. And if you're doing evolving magic items, I feel like it's better if you as a GM have a plan or what you want to do with the evolving magic item. And because that plan is GM facing, it it makes it feels less dickish, I guess is the only way I can. Uh -huh. Right? Uh -huh. And also it lets you let's say let's say you have a magic sword and it's a plus one. And you as a GM, you're like, okay, this sword's gonna evolve into a flame tongue. The idea that I hit level six and then suddenly i wake up and it's a flame tongue now it feels kind of eh whereas i go into the mountain and find the giant's forge and plunge my plus one sword into the giant smithing forge and then it transforms into a flame tongue from the magical fire of the giant's forge 
that feels a lot cooler. And now I have more story to add to my character with that item. Uh-huh. So that yeah. I like more. Yes. yes. Okay. So I agree. Not, not to not not to not to tell you not to tell you that you're bad at your job. All right, Josh. But like, you can always just make it so that they can't do the story thing until they hit a certain level. You know, so it's both tied to this their is level. This true. And it's tied to a this story. This is true. Like, you know, no one's telling you I, that you have to specifically tie it to this. I, only this. I don't really like that compromise, though, because that feels kind of weird to be like, all right, so you hit level five. And like, if you're using that Kobold Press book that Matt's talking about, right, like level five, it says my weapon upgrades. And then I as the GM go, well, no, it doesn't because you have to do the thing first. That's kind of like needing to get a trainer for your I, levels up, level ups. Unless you I mean. I mean, talk that, about that, that way ahead of time. It's kind of, eh, you know, I. OK, but like, here's the thing, though, you if you don't. OK, all right, all right. I'm going to give you an example. All right. But let's say me. like, I, I know, or at least try. I don't know. You're 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 stubborn like a mule. I, all right. Now the pot's <sighs> calling the kettle black, just so we're clear. I, 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 I <laughs> never said that I wasn't stubborn. Okay. I think I'm fairly flexible when it comes to like rulings and shit and changing the ways that I do things. Uh, that's true. Yes, you are very but, flexible when it comes to rulings. So, but like, so, so for instance, all right, let, let's say that you're using the evolving egg, but you, you, you talk to your players. You're like, hey, look, you say because, and, and here's, here's my thing with not making it levels and just kind of making it things. Your players will just start searching for things to upgrade the weapon and they'll just start doing wild things to, mm-hmm. to do it. So what I would prefer to do is- You're you not get, wrong. <laughs> yeah. So as a DM, you should, in the back of your mind, and this is DM facing, as you said before, you should have it so like, okay, so when they hit this level, I'm gonna give them this little plot hook. And this plot hook will then bring them to this point that will allow them to upgrade the weapon rather than being like, oh, and this, this is how you do the, the magic item pacing because sometimes they're like, oh, they should have a plus one weapon by this point in time or they have a plus or this magic item by this point, like, or or could have this because it's like an uncommon item and I'd be kitted out at this point, whatever, it doesn't matter. So for instance, like, Let's say, well, we'll use your example of plunging your sword into the giant's forge, all right? So like you hit level six, all right? And you're you're resting in this town or whatever. And like you hear this rumor about a giant's forge and how any weapon that goes in there comes out stronger, better, faster. Any adjective that you want to describe how the weapon just becomes stronger. And then players will immediately be like, all right, well, the DM is telling me something here. <laughs> stronger weapon. And then, like, you can go for that. Especially the stronger good. weapon thing. Better weapon, good. Me like better weapon. So then the players will have an active interest in it, as well as it's a plot hook. And you can turn that into, just like you were saying, but you, you tie that, like, you tie when these trigger to the character's level of whatever. Or, you know, you could do what I do uh, with. Isaiah learning how to do it, the cross counter and upgrading it whenever he hits a certain point on his progression clock. But like, you know, so you're saying things. combine the two? Combine the two, yeah. So it's like I like sometimes. Okay, I sometimes like milestone XP. I feel like it has to be a very tailored experience because doing it in like 
doing it in pre-written adventures makes it much better for the pre-written adventures pacing because like you could take forever to finish those if you do the normal yeah no yeah oof like it would take ages for you guys to be the proper level for certain things but like when it comes to long form campaigns I 100% see why you would not want to use milestone in the very beginning of the game. Well, I would. I actually think it's better in the beginning of the game and the end game. I think middle game, which is like for me level four to level fifteen, I think that's perfect. Just to not do milestone, and just kind of do quest reward stuff. But I digress. Yeah, I, I think combining the two ideas is much better pacing and just being like well here's the magic thing that does the magic thing to the sword and then your players are going to go like i need to search for the thing <laughs> like all the time so yeah. i agree so the option i was thinking of initially was also some sort of implementing of both and i've i've done this personally with something sort of akin to an evolving magic item where you don't have a your item will increase its abilities when you hit a certain level or when you hit a certain point in your progression right the i sort of see it as the level is the guarantee the character moment is the reward in a way because it's the idea that your plus one sword will, will eventually become a plus two sword when you hit level eight level nine whatever is cool but if you take the time to research the giant's forge make sure you have the right materials make sure you are you've read up on the giant's culture to know that like they only deal in a certain sort of way to roll really high on the pers uh, persuasion check to let you use the forge that is when i will be like all right well you've done so much you've gone so far above and beyond that i will give you this thing early and i'm totally fine with not giving other players the same reward if they didn't do the same work. If everybody's like, oh, then we all can use the forge. And the giant's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. That wasn't part of the deal. He, she, he, she can use the forge. I don't know why I was worried about that. They can use the forge because they spoke to me in my language. They offered me my favorite kind of wine. They came bearing gifts. They were trying to be nice. All this stuff they did. I'm going to reward them because I like them. I don't know any of you goobers. If right. you wanna, and, and it's like, and now, like, I'm not, I'm not giving you this idea. I'm not gonna take this from you as a payment. If you wanna get cooler weapons, you're, you can do it, but we're, you're gonna have to figure out another method because I'm not doing this for freebies again. So something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're also binding the concept. Yeah. 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 And as mm -hmm. someone that went to, to level 20 in a game, we stopped using milestone, I think around like 10th or 11th level. Or we stopped using XP for uh, 10 through 11, mm -hmm. around like level 10 to 11. And it just made the game so much mm -hmm. easier after that. Yeah. Because that's I mean, when that I, I, 5e, at least, you know, that's when things start to get a little I, wonky. Yeah. I, uh, but, you know, Matt, this uh, is, We already this had is, the XP episode. Yeah, we have. I know. So I don't, make me, don't make me fight <laughs> you again, Matt. No, no, no. I, I was just throwing it like. You say easier <laughs> for you, maybe. I say disappointing as a player. Hmm. Uh, I gave my opinions yeah. already. I, yeah, well, we this, don't care this about players will end here in because fist cuffs. I can't. We are <laughs> we are DMs here. We are not players. There's a difference. This is true. I'm rarely <laughs> a player. So. Uh, I I listen. I, you know, I think that's just something you discuss with your players if they like it. And of course, I think getting to a certain mm -hmm. point in the game is like, all right, buddy, we're changing because y'all are never gonna level, and or I'm gonna have to start throwing huge things at you, or you're gonna fight literally everything, and that just is 
he incentivizes me into me. But I, I, I will say this. I don't hate it so much that I, if someone's like, we're going to use milestone XP, I am immediately like, fuck you, I'm out of the campaign. I'm not that vitriolic about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just mm-hmm. generally don't like it. I mean, I, again, I think it's I think it's better for certain pacings. Especially like level one to three. I think is <laughs> getting experience for those levels, unless you start at level three, which I generally do. You know, I, I think that's good because then you, you kind of you kind of let your players figure stuff out, especially if they're new. Figure stuff out. They don't have to worry about having an overwhelming amount of stuff and then shift them to the next level. Like that, that especially. I oh mean, I, if I fucking XP before. at the low levels is so goddamn fast anyway, it might as well be milestone. <laughs> I That's another thing. Like, it just should be milestone, but whatever. Uh, the level I, one I, and two being trash is such a weird thing, and they had, they fixed that it, it was a solved issue in 4E, and then they just said, LOL, never mind. So, I mean, 4E has its own set of issues, but we're getting <sighs> off topic. I haven't even heard Matt talk about how he deals with loot. Like, true, true, yeah, true. I, should, I, was, <laughs> two hours in. I was just waiting, waiting patiently because I, I, I got, I kind of got so lot. bad now. Oh. I, you've been, re- you've been really I mean, quiet, Matt's, Matt. Matt's and tapped the in one. a few times. Look, it's not like yeah, he said nothing. He, I, I know, but Jesus, he's, I'm so sorry. he's our, he's our boy that has done the level twenty campaign from level he has. one. Listen he to has. me, yeah. the Grand Wizard. No. I do have energy, do have Grand Wizard energy. Don't say Grand Wizard. All right, all right, right. I gotta change it. Um, No, 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 no. no. What's another cool? What's another cool? Let's not. I don't know. Powerful sage, whatever. Ultimate sorcerer. I yeah. Anyway, play too much. Play too much. Archmage. I like Archmage. Scotland. Matt's an Archmage. Yeah, because I Isaiah. I can't believe you just reminded me that. Fucking what? hell. <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. It's what? fine. I moving on. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean a lot of points we we did uh, kind of cover. Yeah. Hunt like, off loot. Yeah, so one thing definitely gearing towards players big, because like you you'll have the players who love, love, love getting any kind of like bonus to a weapon or whatever and be like, yes, a plus three sword or whatever. Sometimes though, you know, Try to like diversify your the weapons and the magic mm-hmm. items. Don't just always throw out fucking plus one, plus but two Matt, weapons. All I you, want is flaming swords. All you want is flaming swords. That's fine. Right. I want I flaming get... swords. I want a flaming axe. I want a flaming shield. I want a flaming dildo. I want a flit. Wait, what? I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I want a flaming that, wand it, that shoots no, it, flaming wands. It's too late. No, it's too late. Oh, there's yeah. no transitioning from that last one. It's okay. You but, know the truth now. I, I want it yeah, all. like mix Flaming. it up with like you uh, know. I don't. How does that even work? Well, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I do. I'm just thinking of Violet Saints Row Three forever now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, like yeah. mix it up with throwing like a rod, a movable rod or something in there, like other magic items, fun things. Cloak a of magic billowing. sword, cool. Magic, a magic sword that talks to your players, and that's I'm down it. for that one. Like, a shield that makes shield puns. Yeah, that shield that makes shield, shield puns. puns. Wait, Matt, Matt, oh. please describe the edible greatsword. Oh yeah, the, I forgot where I, I I know I got this from somewhere, either Reddit or whatever. But like, this is like I know what you're talking about. Early, Sounds like some Reddit shit. Early on in my campaign, like literally, this is like maybe the fourth or fifth session. The players found a talking like greatsword, 
And the, the joke was that it's an edible greatsword and every time you bite it, it like healed you for a little bit. But then like, I think it does less damage. But every time the players would like bite it, it would like make a, oh, like it just loved getting bitten by a sword. Cause it was it like- had a, I, It had a biting kink. Yeah, the biting kink. Oh it just enjoyed it. It was just like every time it's like, oh guys, I'm in the middle of a fight. Oh, I got I got to take a bite of my greatsword. And it's like, chomp. And it's like- <laughs> The orc on the other side is very confused. And she's like, "Are you, bro? Are you moaning? moaning? We're we're fighting. I'm trying to kill you. What? Are you are you getting off on this? This is gross. I'm out of here. You humans are weird." She walks away. Accurate statement. We humans are indeed. You humans are weird. I'm out of here. I, I will keep my mouth shut. Whole war band gone. Like, we did. Yeah. We saved the kingdom. We made them uncomfortable. We we, we we weirded them out to the point they decided to leave. They said, yeah. "LOL, never mind." All right, we did it, gamers. Save yeah. the day again. But I'm I'm a big I love random tables, like just just kind of mm -hmm. like with the magic. I love it with anything like NPC Matt ideas, is an agent cities, of chaos. I I love it. Well, I mean, I agree with him. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, but the best part about the table. It's like you don't have to roll. You could just look at it and pick something, mm -hmm. or you could look at something and be like, "I like this idea, these two ideas, or these one, this one idea, yeah. but I want to tweak it and make it my mm -hmm. own." And that's like yeah. the I beauty mean, of it. It's like inspiration. I 100% agree with that because there are times where I'm like, "What items do I want to give my players?" And then I just see the name of an item and say, "You know what? That one. Right. I don't care what this it one. do." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is like, stick to snakes? So what, is, what, is, what kind of item is that? I what kind of item is that? That was a spell. <laughs> I I missed that spell. In like two e three. Yes, two e. I'm I I just wait with bated breath until Sam gives us the item of that explodes into snakes. <laughs> just in any any corpse explodes into snakes. Wait, wait. Actually, no. Hold on. It's a staff that when you kill something with it, they explode into snakes. Yes. Net. Awesome. I like this. I like this idea a lot. Hold on. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this, is, this is where process. Sam comes up with many GMing ideas. One of us says some dumb shit and Sam goes, mm, writing that one down. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I still have the note that literally just says clown trees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cannot oh wait. <laughs> cannot wait till we get to that. I forgot about that. The one, one layer. Oh. It's like, why do I hear nothing but, but tree barks bellowing in the wind and clown hordes? Like, what's going on? <laughs> clown horde noises have... in the wind. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I have a lot of air horn trees. Question. I have <laughs> I have a lot of weird notes on my phone. Power armor is just a wearable gun. Get Matt a hat that says for nothing in your mom. Uh, an exploding what? cupcake is a cupcake. There's a lot of <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> oh, so what? Jesus. <laughs> Why did any of us say that? I don't remember. I'm so confused. I know our game can be weird sometimes. But I don't think no, no, no. Yeah. None of us said Cupcake. That's a Sam special. That's, that's a Sam special. No, that's that's a Sam special. There's no way in hell none of us I, have ever said oh that. Oh my god. What the fuck, I, Sam? Uh, yeah, oh my no, god. They're, Do they're, you need some fucking milk? Uh, <laughs> Jesus maybe. Christ. Uh, I. I, uh, you know, I, I, I think of things and then I write them down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Like, but you know, 
I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my DMing prep phase is literally all of the time because I will just open my phone, write a set of notes. People will look at me like I'm crazy because I will stop conversations because I'll have thought of something and then just yep. write it down and be like, I'm doing this at some point. Must save for later. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have like uh, three notebooks full of notes that are stupid things. <laughs> I know I have a like three or four pages of just really dumb traps that don't harm the players but make them think. <laughs> wow. Make them think. <laughs> well, how dare you? You what, make me use like my the brain. Doorway that just changes your gender when you walk through. All right, that was that was fun. That was so me. funny. <laughs> Changeling walks through. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yes, I see. I see. Uh, I, I don't yeah. even. Anyways, Matt. Anyways, please. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, and then one of the other. So one of the other things with kind of on the gearing magic items and stuff towards players. Your players might just tell you honestly. Just be like, "Yo, man, my favorite item is is a Vorpal sword," and you're just like, "Okay." Oh, I, and I you literally. Red... Yeah. 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 No, no. I literally. Uh, I don't know. A little while ago messaged the group chat for my game and was like give me a magic item you want yeah and i just tucked those away yeah, yeah, he, also, got yeah he got mad at us because we gave him options and he's like why did you give me options i just wanted one i was like because we want more than one magic item bro what the oh fuck yeah <laughs> like, you, I know, Josh, the, magic the reason i said one three. is because Always i was three. no no i said one because i was only looking at the short term at the moment i wasn't sure where i was mm. going afterward no, no, you always gotta give three, and then that way you that gives you options to pick one, and the players aren't mad at you for ignoring the other two because they still got one. But they will See, be mad at trick. me for ignoring the other two, or at least Isaiah will. Or just give it to him down the line. It's Isaiah fine. wants <laughs> you to give him a fucking rocket fist at level two. I mean, he's an artificer. He should build I, it. I, I did, did uh, not for a little while because it, it, it's it's dumb how that item is so rare because it doesn't do all that much it just lets you shoot your fist out up to 60 feet also i found out that that's just a built-in thing that an artificer can get at level 14 for free it is yeah so, oh really you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's an item you can get and it's also just an artificer ability and i was like all right cool just to know it's good to know that i can the, have this no matter what it's like one of the infusions or yeah, something it's an infusion. right yes nice. what was it i was thinking oh yeah uh, your players telling you what their favorite yeah players is. will tell you yeah players will tell you what you they want also think of just think of like you as a dm like what would they what would they want what do you think might be a cool magic item what do you think will be a funny magic item or something very dramatic also what do you guys how what do you guys feel about like sentient magic items cursed magic love items? my favorite fucking yeah. love it love sentient like magic it. items that's my absolute favorite shit yeah so cursed More. magic items I feel like are tough because if you use them too much, it just becomes a D&D horror story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I feel like there are more interesting ways of cursing an item than it just being you don't ever want to put it down. You can't let it out of your sight and you'll try to murder anybody who touches it. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I can't say that I'm creative enough to come up with a cooler curse. But I like the idea of an item cursing you in a way that you're that it, it's not any, like immediately apparent. Right, like maybe you to curse on the low key. Yeah, well, it's maybe it's like small things, like small things, like oh, you're like more inclined to not to be like lethal against bandits. Like maybe, like maybe right, every so often, something that hints without directly saying right away, and then makes your the player be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, I can say uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt did this for me in the, the Fire Emblem campaign that we were in because I had a cursed sword for a while and one of the things was one of one of the players she was like oh like she's she was playing a pacifist so she's like you can fuck people up you just can't murder them and you know my character was was obliging to that to to the best he could be but basically anytime anybody was out of sight he just murdered everything in the general vicinity and the one time he was trying to be non-lethal with that sword it like killed this character's father and i was like shit you know what I mean? And like, I wasn't aware of like how cursed it was going to be. It was just like, oh, every, every, for every time you fight someone and don't take their life, it's going to become harder to resist that later on, which was a cool curse. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. a good way to do it. The, the thing with curses, I think most of the time is they just feel like they just feel like punitive shit for the sake of being punitive. Yes. And that's there's there's better things you can do with it. I mean, the cursed item I just recently did, right? Like Kai got that cursed amulet. The reason I made it cursed was so I could introduce the NPC that I introduced so I could then teach you more about the setting, right? Like that was why that curse was there. It wasn't just for me to dick on that Kai. Like it wasn't just for me to dick on that player's character, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it also wasn't that aggressive of a curse either. So it wasn't the kind of thing where if he didn't take care of it, he was fucked, right? It was it was just a minus one to spell attacks and spell saves. And he's a, he's a bard. So it's like, it's manageable. But yeah. yeah, there are definitely, you can definitely just go the route of curses just mean fuck you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that shit's... Eh, it's kind of whatever. I feel it's like... Tree -ish. I, I feel like the whole, it really propagates the whole DM versus player mentality, does, yeah. which right. I don't Correct. really like. Now, I like curses when you're fighting enemies is interesting because, like, um, recently I hit one of my players in the Monday game with the mummies, which is like a particularly mean one. But I, I kind of, because they're only like level three, I nerf the mummy a little bit and I nerf the rot. Stuff like that can like introducing the NPC, Josh, it'll, it, it can make the player be like, oh, I need to remove this. So I need to find someone who can. Right, right. You know? And and then you have, or and even for example, it could even be, it could even be a situation where like, let's say the players aren't really, they're new to the area. And then suddenly now they have to hunt down someone who removes a curse. And then now all of a sudden, they're tied to the area because they had to find this cleric and then the cleric showed them around. Now they're staying at his house and suddenly now they have a connection. That's another good. That's a good loot story through loot. Always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Although yeah. I will say so the DMG does mention that concept where they'd be like, oh, you could make this particular item like a story beat thing. Oh, yeah. But they always presented in such a fashion where it's like, oh, this is going to be a really fucking annoying thing that's going to take some time. So you could just make it like a cool adventure. And it's like, well, what if I'm in the middle of something else? I hate mm. it's never presented great in the DMG, but there are ways to do that idea. Right. No, I mean, they have annoying. they have a bunch of these tables where it's like, oh, who created it? And that gives you like it was made by an elf or a fae or a dragon or celestial. It's like, well, I'm not what's the about that. Well, I'm saying like st adding story to weapons and like that's like they oh, yeah, yeah, calling yeah. it out if from the DMG. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see myself ever using a table like that. As with story stuff, I always want to do it myself. Maybe I'm alone in that. Yeah. I don't know. I, as, a, uh, as a person who literally writes 
stuff for the weapons and like makes the custom all the all the custom content yeah no i i i feel you on that one i wouldn't i wouldn't 100 make a story able but you know matt our resident chaos enthusiast <laughs> yeah that's how we can describe him yeah. yeah i just i just could i just can't see myself ever being like oh i want a story for my magic item let's just roll on a bunch of tables yeah, yeah it's always never it's inspiration at least for me that's like it my because something it's like i could come up with something but let me see like let me see what the dice say or let me just look yeah. at this book and see what's in here and maybe like it'll get yeah. the juices flowing or I like maybe like I, I don't always, like any of this shit i'm gonna come up with one better yeah with i just feel like i always have an idea right Blackjack. from the, the jump almost always so like i never feel the desire to go to the table as it were hmm. the random table hmm. as it were yeah yeah some people i mean some people don't like it some people like me it's like i i just can't get enough if i could have a like collection of randomized tables in one book i would do it and just flip through that's and why you like supplements Hmm? Matt, Matt, oh. I'm gonna have to tell you this now. Never get yeah. into gambling or gotcha. Have a terrible true. time. No, no, this, true. This is why. I, this is why yes. I don't gamble or play gotcha. Because yeah, no. I would be fucking hooked. Yeah, no, <laughs> real don't. bad. I, yeah. <laughs> I know my. So I, I would be very it's good. You're aware of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely read the DMG, guys. There's a lot of good no, info on magic items stuff in there. The book shit. <laughs> He says, I, okay, fuck the DMG. It's shit he says is currently losing the mana system. So, like. All right, listen, pal. A couple of parts that are yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was hoping you were about to say just because you're right doesn't mean you're correct. <laughs> There's a couple I mean, of parts that are all said. right. But yeah, like DMG's. I feel like the problem with the DMG is people like to misread the DMG. A lot of people well. misread it, yeah. A lot, or don't read it and then just be like, this or rule doesn't exist. It. And and it's like, it oh, I got it. Yeah, this like, rule doesn't exist. Oh, wait, it now, I wish does. there were mob rules in D&D. Jeez. Uh, well, okay, those paid. rules kind of suck, though. Like, I mean, they just use swarm they're, rules for mob rules They exist, but they're not they're, good. They're good for minions. They're really good uh, for minions. That, that's I, I just use the 4E minion rules. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. But yeah, and also Xanathar's guys have really cool, like, not only like pricing and doing like magic items stuff, but also building magic items and how to go about that to make it easier and make it a quest line or a story beat or what have you. And oh, this is also like we just, talked about stuff like that already. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but I know like you like how do you guys also feel about like magic item shops? Because I know it's like depending on like setting and stuff, but like mm -hmm. I like them. Um, I, but love I it. went to I went to ham in like my game and I I dispersed magic items like candy and I allowed players to buy whatever the fuck. And that just skewed the player's I mean, strength so Matt, heavily. See, tell you, tell um, you a little secret, Matt. They can't yeah. buy a lot of magic items if you don't give them any fucking money. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, I was about to. Yeah. I was. I fucking no, Josh. No, 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 oh, hold. yeah, you can get them some very rare <laughs> items. Josh, those are twenty k. We can't afford those. We can't afford uncommon items. It's like, yeah, well, it's almost like I'm me, future proofing. Me literally only having like thirty gold to my name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred gold. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I'm aware. I, I, yeah, I, I like magic item shops. I just, my biggest issue with them, and this is more from a video game standpoint, is when I look at a magic item shop, I look at how much money I have and I go, okay, I can spend this money now and make the game a little bit easier. 
but this game doesn't give me a lot of money. So I could just never spend my money until the end of the game and buy every most expensive thing ever and just not worry about it. Just suffer now. That's like a whole later. other thing, though. But that's basically what you're making us do, Josh. <laughs> I can't. I'll have, to, I'll have to plead the fifth in this situation. That's not what's happening. But I like that you just rounded it back to Josh. I, look, okay, here's the thing. They're mad because they went to the magic item place, even though I said I'm Don't. not mad. Look, I'm, I did not, not say mad. you had to I'm go just... there. In fact, I said you probably shouldn't. Uh huh. Yeah, well, you I know, have you some tell plans. Not to do I can't say any more like than that. Child, I have some plans, like, and I can't say any more than that. So it's, it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Yeah. Fucking Sam kills yeah. me when he does this shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not what you... It's not... The, it's, look. It's, it's not about... Gosh, it's not about what we think. It's about what we feel at the moment. All right? I, I get I get that you have things in the background. Fair. I kind of figured. And I feel it, that it's, for 30 gold, is, I should be able to buy a, a staff not, of power. That, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't saying 30 gold. I'm saying that when I think about money in our current campaign, I'm thinking about how I can barely afford to do my character's research half the time. Look. Hey, there are rules for that in Xanathar's guy. Again, there's the yes, problem. Yes, we're using. No, we're using. Again, there's that whole problem, though, of the DMG, or even the player's handbook, actually, being like, ah, this is about how much a normal person makes. And it's like, yeah, I know. You know, and then it's how much money... You look at the loot tables and it's like, oh, adventurers are all gajillionaires. Interesting. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I still, like, if you yeah. find the loot tables as suggested, adventurers are fucking loaded. Like, crazy I loaded. Right. I, right. I, again, I'm just like, man, it'd be a real shame if we just got a salary for this position we just got promoted to. <laughs> gonna get paid for the next job. Yeah, for the job. We don't get paid salary. We no, don't get don't paid, paid a living salary. Wage. We don't get we don't get paid a living wage for like contractors. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, we have, we have a house, but we can barely pay for food. Not that I have to eat or drink. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not that any of us have to eat in that campaign except for the fucking turtle. No, Brett. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's right, that's right. The Genasi has to eat, but the fuck yeah, I was yeah. about to say, I was like, what? Hey, look, if, I was, if I was a real dickhead GM, I'd breed. be making you buy cat food for your fucking cat. So, like, let's not, you know. The cat's a stray. The cat can get his own food, her own food. This is true. <laughs> that cat can be eating better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> You're not this that poor. Chill. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty poor. You could still we spend have... enough money to live by the player's handbook. You could live an aristocratic life for like a month. Yeah. Easy. There you go, guys. <laughs> What a yeah. waste of money. It would be a waste of money, but months. you could do it. So you're not poor. Just think anyway. of all the activities. <laughs> this isn't a personal attack. This is a problem. I'm feeling, I'm feeling personally attacked. <laughs> to, 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 to segue and kind of end my biggest brainicus on magic item info. One big, one big caveat. Do not, under any circumstances, don't, even if they ask for it, don't give your players the deck of many things. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, that's right. You I, you reminded nah. me of a deck of many <laughs> things change that I was... Mm, yeah, yes, yes. I, 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 I don't play like, by your fucking rules. Because, like, it's such a... it's Again, as someone who loves the deck, it's my favorite magic item for reasons. Of course it is. But it can and will destroy games, so most DMs do the 
Yeah, you pull a card. Uh, yeah, it's the oh, it's a good card. Look at that. Oh, it's so random. But if you're going to look, you're going to commit to the bit. You better commit to the fucking oh, yeah. bit. Most of them don't. You're going to do it. That's what I'm it. saying. And quite, frankly, one shot, quite yeah. frankly, do it. Give them the deck. Who cares? It's going to take the campaign a wild new direction. Who the fuck cares? Go for right. it. But Just I guess the person running a very story based campaign right now. Right. Yeah. You don't know. I might give you a deck at some point. Do it. Do it. I'll hold you to that. I'll remember this. Where's the little notification that says uh, Sam will remember this? Sam will remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just to kind of end my little bit with, I have two questions that I actually want to ask you guys. As yes, player, magic players, items are players cool. Or magic item shops are cool, by the way. It was my yeah. take yes, on I that agree. One. Magic item yeah. shops are cool. Yeah. Gotta handle one, right? As a player, what has been your favorite magic item you've received? And as a dungeon master, what's been your favorite magic item you've given or a player found? Oh, dear uh, Lord. I don't uh, even know where to begin with that. Magic uh, item that I've received. I mean, I'll be honest, the only magic oh. item that I've ever received was the Staff of Magic Missile that let me cast more magic missile. Um, <laughs> that And that was in the second session that I had ever played because the only spell that I ever cast was magic missile because I couldn't roll for shit. I... <laughs> Uh, that's oh, a toughie. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I figured I'm I mean, like, <laughs> I, brain scratches. I think probably the favorite magic item I've done at the moment that I can probably Dawnbreaker. So I gave a player's a sword and it, it was the one that transformed. It started as a plus one sword and now it's become a plus one sword that also has the effect of the Mace of Disruption. And I think that's probably my favorite just because of the whole like story background tie thing that I was talking about too because it's tied to a character in the past who has some relation to Django's character and like I'm doing some more with him and so on and so forth but probably that one as far as magic items I've received like I don't know I'm not really a player very often so like I don't know the fucking handbed of intellect like at a uh, you know, we all, it's a sword sorry you know it oh that's true okay yeah no, I was gonna that, say yeah, okay the... that's, that's true I did okay yeah so you getting the sword the of Zariel MacGuffin. yes getting the sword of Zariel and Avernus that was a cool one that's true the only disappointment there was I wish we had more sessions so I could have ki killed some demons yeah. with it. But yes, that was a cool one was getting the sword of Zario. That's that's fair. I did forget about that. So, yeah, I guess I guess those are mine. I'm trying to. I have no idea what mine. Yeah. Ending a magic item to someone like is because like I like the sword of Zario, but like that wasn't my right. Item, that was an adventure. You know? Yeah. Now, I was excited for the moment that Zigzax picked that weapon up, and I had been waiting for it basically since I, like, read the whole scenario for yeah. picking it up. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of stuck between the, the cloak of billowing fog and the, the bow that Rustin's currently elaborating. I liked the bow because, cool idea, but also I, it's very funny because Chris just... I don't know if this is just a thing Chris is doing as a player. I think this is a player thing on Chris's part, to be honest. But like, he has it and he's just kind of like, yep, this is the thing I have. And he has not looked into it in any fashion. Nope. He just has it. And he's like, yep, it's a magic talking bow. And he does no, not. I, he does not no, ask it any questions. He doesn't I, argue I, with I, it. I, no research. Nothing. It's just a thing he has. I, it is 100% <laughs> a character thing. It's just that the way that Chris plays characters in particular 
And I've talked to him about this. He's like, look, my character ha- does not want to have anything to do with the Fae. The Fae kind of ruined his life, and now he's holding a bow with the Fae. And he's like, you know, if I look into this other than talking to it, maybe confronting it, it's going to end bad for me. See, I feel so, like, like, okay. He doesn't He doesn't express that as a character very well, uh, I will yeah. admit. But like, it, I feel like he can do more with that, but I don't want to start putting yes. on Chris on blast live. So, but I mean, he has mentioned nah, in character, though. No, he, like, he has mentioned yeah, he but has a when, like, don't fuck because, with the Fae. Like, I don't like the Fae. We're not dealing with I don't the Fae. He walks away, and you're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Stops like, away. He has also, he, no, I mean, he didn't talk away. But, like, there were times where, <laughs> no talk, like, Aradina was like, hey, trust, do you want to go talk to the Fae with us? And he was like, God, no. Fuck <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you, look at me. You've seen what they've done to me. They make you all colorful. So, yeah. yeah. It's cool, right? It's yeah. like, no. But I, I, I like the bow because, you know, it, it, it lets me, like, interact with Chris's characters. Uh, characters? Character. I, I mean, also, the, again, another item where I'm like, yeah, that was really cool. And it let, like, really cool character stuff happen. Uh, the Dawnblade. But again, not my item. You know? One of those, mm-hmm. one of those things. Lightsabers are cool. Yeah, oh, the Sunblade cool. and Strahd. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I, w- <laughs> I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit for the shield that made shield puns. <laughs> Yeah, I'm well, just the problem with that one, the problem with that one is I only made like two shield pumps ever, and then like I couldn't this think of true, anymore. Yeah, and, funny, then we, and then we foregored yeah. <laughs> and we, and then we foregored it. Yeah. We foregored. I'll, I'll do me. It. So I think my favorite magic item I've ever given, again, not a magic item, but it, it's probably that that collar choker thing, the like oh, mutagenic yeah, yeah. enhancement thing. That's ba- had, that counts. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. had so much narrative weight and it's come up so much and it's been a, a, a crux to some characters like emotional growth because the real quick. So the, the way that the thing works is that all the mutants in my setting have like a, a, a crystalline growth in their brains. That's just sort of like a, a battery of infinite energy from another somewhere that lets them use their powers. So the idea is like this thing that's like making us stronger was the direct cause of someone else's death and like we're carrying around someone's remains to become stronger and like there's been several talks where like are we are we fucked up? Is this fucked up? Is this weird? <gasps> are are we the baddies? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite magic item I've ever gotten, uh, I never got to use actually, and it was this fucking Aww. ridiculously powerful energy positron cannon thing. Oh. That yeah. I made, yep, yep. Uh, that I took an out of game year of uh, like every time there was downtime, every time I had a short rest, anytime I had like a minute to myself, I'd be like, I'm working on my invention. And I wrote four pages of real notes in character about like my character's process on how he came to the conclusion and like updates and failures based on research that I was doing in character at the time. I, w- I went so hard to make sure that everything went perfect and I didn't it didn't end out the way that I wanted it to and I never got to use uh, it but I was so fair. fucking happy because it, it did like as much damage as an ancient dragon's fire breath as is like a focused beam and I just it just nothing happened but it was to cool. be fair <laughs> the reason you didn't get to use it is because the campaign ended in a fiery explosion so yes you know. correct but I that's it's a nice still, way to put I, it which we talked about in episode one call back yeah the amount of excitement <laughs> like and dedication I had to that item was just next to none. A cr- very, two very close uh, runners up for the one I've received was my like legendary sword in 
my the Fire Emblem game that it was like it was like a it's like Ike Sword if anyone plays Smash Bros. Or if you just play Fire Emblem, hell yeah. And other than that, it, it was the Demon Grinder. It was old Betsy, my girl. Oh yeah, my the Demon Grinder was very fun. My baby right. girl. You know what? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I, you know, I you answer your own question. <laughs> oh. no, no, go for it. I, I was just gonna say, Isaiah, I feel you on the weapon thing because, like, unfortunately, this game doesn't hasn't received updates in years. But Souls of Steel, Josh Ryan, a game for that long ago i think it's almost been a decade now right not quite that long no long no, no, no eight eight years you know eight nine years eight seven years not nine <laughs> down not up i don't know i ate i you know i worked on a big i, I worked on a big fuck off mech sniper rifle for yeah, ages. yeah that was yeah, my yeah. character's whole bit i like i think i got to use it for two sessions when i upgraded it mm. so i feel you, you know, oh uh, another runner-up was my lightsaber in the star wars game that was a good one too ah yeah i mean that one that was another that one, one that of... you didn't get to use right <laughs> God damn yeah. it. Nope. I say, uh, hey, just, yeah, again, look, the narrative just weight bring... for that lightsaber was so, like, the first sparking up that lightsaber. Yes. Fucking looking at I a did. Sith and being like, I'm going to lose this fight, but I have a fucking lightsaber. Let's yeah. go, baby. I, I, I did, I did, you know, I, I will, you know, I feel give like myself like a little sucky sucky. I did construct a good build up to that one. It was yeah, a good that was moment. was pretty good. I was, I was miffed the entire time I didn't have a lightsaber, but it paid off. Yeah. Matt. I mean, look. Well, I'm gonna say Sam. No, no, I was waiting. I didn't want to interrupt Sam. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You go, sure? Go, go, yeah, go, I want to hear Matt answer thoughts. his own question. Yeah. <sighs> so, as a player, the, the the coolest or my favorite magic game I've received is in the Storm King's Thunder game. Again, heavily homebrewed. The DM is doing a really good job of like integrating everybody's backstories and stuff. And my character is a lizard folk wizard. Normally, wizard folk they hate intelligence, they hate smart people, and I'm like the one out of the bunch that was like Nobby, I like magic. You're a rebellious and teen wizard folk. Basically. And throughout the campaign, in regards to my backstory and how my character learned magic, it involved an, an NPC who trained me and apparently ended up being, having a connection to Azuth, the god of wizards in, in you know, D&D. And eventually it's this, this spell system that each school of magic gets this like almost like tattoos they're called the lost spell and i'm not sure where the dm got this from but i love it and each school of magic gets its own like tattoo basically based on one of the was it, eight schools of magic and so right now because i'm an abjuration wizard i have the abjuration one so it gives me a bunch of abjuration spells i can cast on recharge per day and it was just like a very cool like moment of i've achieved another like a grand uh, like I almost said it again. Another like step or level of wizard that like other wizards haven't yet. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like I have have a mastery over magic that certain mm -hmm. other people don't. And as a dungeon master, I think it was me, my uh, my you know player, who Wolf. I'm sorry, I love you, but Matt, you can't just yeah yeah. The I internet that. doesn't know that joke. Yeah, so I I keep I... gasping like that because I have a, a fin of I don't know I'm not hatred but annoyance of the Hexblade Paladin Fighter Divine Sorcerer builds that people do and not calling not calling my buddy out but he did something like that <laughs> I mean he did literally that I don't yeah did literally that straight up but but the, the the joke here being you have to <gasps> inhale before you say the entire list of classes so the exactly. joke was the player became the <gasps> player 
Right. Yeah. I, this is yeah. But it was because he's a his main main class is warlock, and he had a pack with the devil, and we switched it to hexblade, but we just left it as devil. Doesn't matter. And it, it ended up involving like them going. Uh, this is also right around the time where they're 18th, 19th level. So I'm like, I gotta throw some like, I gotta throw some crazy nonsense at them. And Toma Foes has like in that the back of the book like all the like these arch devils and powerful demons and shit you can throw at them. I don't know if you guys know what Garion is called. He's the guy with human torso, snake body, scorpion tail, giant red bat wings and a trumpet oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. and he was the former archdevil of i think it's the sixth layer of hell levistus which is the the ice one the cold one so i just had this whole thing where the warlock players patron is trying to conquer it over garion and the players had to deal with garion to weaken him so that the patron could come in and just be like Good job in weakening for me. Now I'm gonna just I'm gonna steal the last hit like an asshole. And <laughs> but the fact that the warlock player basically went toe to toe with this crazy archdevil guy and held his own. Like he it was like such a badass moment, and at the end, the warlock patron gave him this super mega fire death sword, basically. Fuck off sword. Yeah, I actually I think I homebrewed one of the vestiges from the uh, Wildmount book. The one that specifically is, I think it's the one of the devil ones and it does a lot of fire damage and it's it, it, yeah, it, it was really cool. He and he fucking loved the shit out of it. And I, I felt like really cool because it was like this high, high point of the entire campaign of him being a warlock and worshiping this devil guy and finally like being not only rewarded with obviously magic powers and everything but like now this the weapon of the patron and basically being good narrative weight yeah and at the end also the player was told like so when you die by the way because you're now like probably my highest ranking warlock you're gonna come back and you're gonna be my pit fiend and you're gonna lead my devil armies through the rest of hell because this was only level six We, we still got like we got three more levels to go. He was just like, sick. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. Nice. <laughs> nice, dude. All right. All right. I think that's a wonderful stopping Good point clincher. right there. Go, yeah. Going through the through the layers of hell as someone's pit fiends after you die. So, yeah. I, anybody have any closing remarks for us today on this episode? Basically, just make all your magic items Zanpakutou from Bleach and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah that, I feel like that's a good. super specific preference. I'm very sure we've got preference. Preference. Nah, some weebs will find us. It's fine. I, <laughs> as long yeah. as you, if you're making a magic item for your players, as long as you're like, that's rad. Like it, if you want to make something for your players, if you think that it's cool and you're excited about it and you sort of put it out there that it's something to be excited about more often than not, your players will feed on that enthusiasm and they'll be excited too. And yeah. if you sort of provide them without telling them explicitly some interesting ways where they might be able to use that item that you have by maybe you know putting that exact scenario somewhere in the game that's not directly behind where you get the item they'll appreciate it even if they don't know that you know that they know that you know that you're kind of throwing them for the loop in the long run 
yes, uh, actual closing statement. Basically, loot, as far as, like, important loot, we'll say, because it's not always magic. When it comes to important loot, I think the, the big trick is to just give some narrative weight behind them, whether that be the backstory of the item or how they got it or how it relates to a character. Narrative weight is often what makes loot cool. Getting a big pound of money or whatever is nice, but the story of how we dredged through the dungeon and found 5,000 gold at the very, you know, 25th level, that's the part that makes it cool. So that's that's the that's the secret to sauce, the wasabi, if you will. The story of how we murked three hags with a bag of holding and didn't take yes. a single point of damage. And then got two level ups for it. And then got two level ups for it. Yeah, it's not the level ups that were important in that scenario. Never have let you do that. Take my head, <laughs> Matt. You ain't got anything for us. Uh, random Before tables door. are cool. Uh, use them often. Dice go clicky clack. Yeah, dice go clicky clack. Gear stuff towards players. Yeah, Matt. Everyone loves magic items, but learn learn from my mistakes. Don't shotgun. Don't throw them out like candy. <laughs> don't throw too many at yeah. them because then they will lose the luster. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the carrot and the stick approach uh, works wonders with players' magic items. Yep. Because they want it, and like you don't have to give it to them; they have to work for it. Mm. <laughs> Rather than just being like, "Here you go, here's a and here's an upgrade, and here's an upgrade." Because after a certain yep. point, magic items just feel like kind of whatever. Yep. You're like, "Well, I got a million plus four swords." <laughs> I put them so, all together, and then they become a plus forty sword. <laughs> That's oh, how it works, God. right? No, nah, no, we're not. We're not. Okay, this is. We don't do that. The here. cutting off. <laughs> if I cast a large on my barbarian <laughs> while he's holding three plus four swords. Oh God! All right. <laughs> what? We duct tape them together with sovereign glue. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Sessions Cancelled. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Handle Sessions Cancelled. But without that last E, thank you, Twitter. Uh, without that right. second, right. yeah, that very last E, not there. It's just LD. Last e, not Love there. you, Twitter. <laughs> thank you. And you can check us out on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And Apple. Thank you. Oh, I said Google and thought it was Apple. There and, you go. And, uh, thank yeah. you. Google and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to check out, again, shout out to Kevin Dubois. Or Dubois how do you say his last name? Yeah, the boy. Yeah, Kevin the boy. Find him on Instagram, Kevin Dubis. Link in the description. Bada bingus. Yeah. Bada bungus. Right. Let's go. See y'all later. Time for the jingle. <laughs>